What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Mr. Young and Foreign. Kick to the gut! Kick to the gut. 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 Hey, kick to the gut. Kick to the gut. Kick to the gut podcast. Kick to the gut podcast. Kick to the gut. Woo! Your podcast sucks! Yo, yo, what is going on? Hey, we are on at a different time. Uh-huh, of course, if you're uh-huh. listening to the podcast, then you're like, huh? But it's the uh, same. Uh, it doesn't matter. I listen on my own leisure. I'm talking about the live stream, lah. Of course, of course. Wait, wait. First and <laughs> foremost, bro. Yes. It's a Thursday. It's, it's not a Friday. You know what that means? What does that mean? Uh, we just watched NXT and AEW. La. Fresh off. That's right. The Wednesday Night Wars, aka Thursday morning in For Singapore. Us. That's right. Uh, it's Mr. Young, by the way. <laughs> and it's foreign in a building. Okay, uh, okay, first and foremost, we need to explain why we're doing it at this timing uh, and on this day. Okay. Mm-hmm. First of all, we put out a poll on Instagram uh, asking everyone, okay, do you guys prefer the timing that we've been doing all this while? Yeah. Which is on Fridays, 3 p.m., right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, well, most of them, we gave another option, which was lunchtime. So yes. apparently more people prefer us uh, to, to listen to us or watch us during lunchtime. That's right. So we're trying something a little bit different today, doing it on a Thursday afternoon. Actually, we wanted to do Friday afternoon, but I had like stuff to do. So uh, we're just going to do this right now. Uh, you guys, let us know. We love your feedback. Slide into our DMs anytime you want on all the social medias, all right? Uh, Instagram, yeah, on Facebook, on YouTube and all that. And yes, talking about YouTube, we are streaming live right now. So if you are in the chat, please come and say hi in the comments. We would love to say hi to you as well. Yeah, definitely, man. Come and join us during your makan time. Yeah. You know, fresh off from NXT and AEW, we can talk wrestling. And uh. just so happens, today is a very AEW heavy episode, Mr. Young. Are you uh, going to enjoy this? Yes, I am going to enjoy <laughs> it because not only are we going to preview AEW Revolution, we are also going to talk about the 2020 um, uh, what was it? Wrestling Observer Awards. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we mentioned an AEW-centric um, show because, well, like you can guess, the awards, <laughs> a lot of the winners are AEW and we'll see if it makes sense or it doesn't make sense. Um, I'm going to say this right now, a lot of it is bullshit, all right? But we'll get there in just a bit. Oh, I'm ready, I'm ready to let loose, let the hounds loose, but also I will try to be fair. 
Uh, yes, we can only hope that your objective is young. <laughs> objective as me, I'm uh, always, someone who sets a great example of objectivity. What? I'm always objective. What are you talking about? And you will agree with me once I bring up some points. But that's yes, all yes. later on. Right now though, okay, um, I'll be honest, I haven't watched NXT because I was watching AEW because the pay-per-view is this weekend, right? It's next yes. Monday for us. So I watch that first. Tomorrow, I'll probably watch NXT. So are we ready to preview then AEW Revolution? Yeah, man. Okay, for for most of us, um, if you are watching AEW, you're usually either subscribed to their Fight uh TV's Fight. app. Yes. Yeah, where it's apparently four ninety nine a month, cheaper than the WWE Network. <laughs> but because there's only one show. <laughs> yes, that's that's why. And also because um, usually it's very it's to watch NXT live. You have to watch it like on like illegal streams. Yeah. So it's well, it's just a preference, I guess. So it's kind of almost like a force of habit. Yeah. that we watch AEW and I, I I don't mean by doing that we prefer AEW even though I consider myself an <laughs> AEW fan you know there's certain things that I like about them but um, I can't say for sure whether AEW did better because this week's go home show if you consider it a go home show mm-hmm. I don't think it's pay-per-view quality you know <sighs> go home show material man today but then again it's not just today it's been week after week right I mean remember when they first launched and then there was like a lot of momentum now for the past uh, four, five, six months, I would say, you'd think mm. they would get into like a flow. I know there yeah, was yeah. the pandemic and everything, but no, each episode has been more and more chaotic and just just a mess. There's just no uh, glue that holds the show. No, like, you know, long arcing storylines. But mm. okay, especially this episode too, I was like, really? You're wrapping up with like, not the main event? You know, it's interesting that you brought that up because I can remember very, very clearly, like a few months ago yeah. uh, on this podcast even, we were saying uh, AEW was putting on the best pandemic TV show, yeah. you know, out of everything. Um, I, I don't know whether it's because they kind of got ahead of the curve and introduced fans into the show. <clears throat> they uh, cheat, bro. I mean, they cheat. Well, I don't know. I mean, I mean, they kind of got like the wrestlers who are their, you know, the lower lower cut talent <laughs> to be part of the show and all that. Hey, bro, so there was bro. some sort of atmosphere, I guess. Is it you don't want to say the word jobbers? Uh, I, I, this is this is how you remain objective, Mister. Oh, right. Okay, gotcha. you use nicer words. Uh, okay, nicer yeah, words. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, yeah. want to give a big shout out to the shadow who's up in the chat right now. What's hey. up, man? What's up, Lavin? Thanks oh. for joining us. Uh, Lavin oh. actually brings up a good point. Modern day fans cannot commit uh, commit to long term storylines. Mm, very, yeah, um, mm? and also it could be a reflection on the shows itself, man. The sh- the shows, the TV shows, the wrestling companies can't seem to commit to long term storylines. Well, that's not true because the WWE, they, I don't okay. Sometimes it almost feels like they accidentally fall into long term mm. storylines. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, I think that's the point more yeah, than they plan it out. For AEW, it's really just a. It's a great promotion for, like you said, short term sort of. Uh, I want just quick, fast action. Forget about like a you know, uh, a proper like long drawn storyline, something to bubble under. And, and we'll get to all that, right? Because we are here to preview. Should you put your money down on Revolution? Okay, there we go. <laughs> Well, okay, so is this episode going to be us trying to decide whether we should fork out the twenty nine ninety to watch the Revolution, right? So yeah. it's not whether we're going to watch Revolution. <laughs> or not, right? Well, actually, no. Lah. To be fair, because we do what we do, we will watch Revolution. We have to. But yeah, is it yeah. going to be worth it? We shall see. Let's quick take a quick look at their website right now. And I want to point this out because AEW, Tony Khan, they are like a proper organization, right? They are yeah. proper like multi-million dollar organization and yet they can't spell casino right. Look at this shit. Holy crap, what was it spelled as? Casino. 
<laughs> like, I don't want to be nitpicky, but don't they have a copywriter or somebody to check that shit? Okay, okay, wait. First of all, bro, uh, I thought you were just going to bring out the point on how crappy their website looks. It looks like someone <laughs> came out with it on Wix, bro. <laughs> You're right, huh? This is the freaking, freaking website. Yeah, this is what, the website. What, like, I mean, why so much white? <laughs> I know, right? Maybe because the window. The, oh, hey, even Chelsea, my dog, is angry at the oh website because yeah, it sucks Chelsea so bad. Hey, Chelsea, I know, I know. It's okay, it's okay, Chelsea. We agree that the website sucks as well. So, all right. <laughs> um, that typo aside, Casio yes. no Tech Team Battle Royale, that is one of the matches, of course. Um, is this for a title shot or is this just for like, you know, to, to, to set up the next contenders? Oh, well, you know, usually Casino Battle Royale, which uh, apparently seems to be uh, going to be a stipulation in AEW going forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's always for a, a opportunity at a title. Yep. But which title, we're not too sure. Because the last time it was Brian Cage, I remember winning it. Yeah. And he challenged John Moxley. Well, because this one is the tag team royal, so I would assume mm. there's only the tag team titles to contend for, lah. Yep, correct. So I, I so that, I guess that's where they're going, lah. So mm. okay, like, at least they <laughs> vary it. Uh, <laughs> it's a very low bar, but yeah. yeah. I I see the Dark Order in there. Actually, there are two teams from the Dark Order, so that could be interesting. I see Santana and Ortiz who are due a title shot. They are so like oh my god, like oh my god, I like. Out of the inner circle, I know the shine is now on Chris Jericho and MJF. MJF. Yep. I, w- I would love for Santana and Ortiz to turn on them. Like, where's my time? Why is it not my time, you know? Or maybe they can win this and then Jericho and MJF win the uh, tag team titles from the Young Bucks. Mm? You know, yeah, Santana and Ortiz, I'm, I'm surprised because ever since MJF and Chris Jericho became a tag team and mm. they like won that, uh, apparently they had a six-man team where a six-man um, I think I think no triple threat tag team match between yeah. everyone in the inner circle to determine who should be their tag team going forward. Yeah. If I were if I were part of Santana and Ortiz, I, I would have taken that as a slap to the face. Like exactly, hey, you kind of recruited us to be the tag team in the yeah. inner circle, and now you want to play this kind of punk game. I'm yeah. out, bro. Yeah, I see. I don't understand why they haven't been building on that whole storyline well then again I'm not surprised because they can't mm. tell stories apparently but I am surprised because Chris Jericho is there and he should be the one like stuff so, hey, hey, you guys should be a bit more like annoyed more pissed off yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. they have shown signs of it here and there but this week I don't think they did maybe that is anything. the story man maybe, maybe? Well, okay imagine uh, imagine and I know this is like a bit early uh, we're jumping the gun a mm. bit but imagine if MJF and Chris Jericho win the title against the Young Bucks and Santana and Ortiz uh-huh. Win the Casino Battle Royal. Right. Ooh. Mm. Okay. Then okay. that will lead to the next. Uh, I will bring few. up one. Uh, okay. I. Yeah, this is how much of an impression they are making on me, right? One of the teams is one of the... You know that team that has one guy that raps? Yeah, the Acclaim. Acclaim, right? Yeah. Did you hear his rap today? Yeah, I did. I did. Um, Yo, I, I feel like he tried to do that for like shock value. Mm-hmm. But to me, somebody died. <laughs> So you don't try to make a joke or shock value rap from that. You know what I mean? Is like, it the is, is it the line that he attacked uh, the the negative ten, negative one? No, I'm talking about uh, Lady Gaga's uh, dogs, uh, dog walker. Did you read about that, Lady oh, Gaga? I didn't, I didn't get that. Uh, that uh, what do you call it? That pun. So it was so he was really attacking. Uh, he, he made light. That died. Yeah, he made light of the fact that Lady Gaga's dog walker was shot. While walking her dogs. Holy shit. Yeah, so I'm like, yo, that's... Uh, and you could tell the crowd was like, 
they didn't want to go, ooh, because it's it's freaking just not cool, man. How, how recent was this? Very recent, like last week or this okay, week. I can't okay. remember. But yeah. I, I, did, I, I didn't know about this news. Yeah, yeah. No, when he said that, I was like, oh, no. Like, I felt uncomfortable. Like, oh, I didn't okay. feel like, you know, like when John Cena did his Doctor of Thugonomics thing, he would say stuff, but it would be like, yo, he went there, yeah, oh. Yeah, 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 but yeah. it was never like, Oh geez, that's really uncomfortable. Yeah, that's dark. That's yeah. I I, I didn't catch that because I you know I just thought he was just making some re- reference to it. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking you meant because the last part of the um the 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 bar that he did, he, I, I think he kind of like made light of negative words that gonna beat him out or something along those lines. Mm. So, but oh yeah, that, I, I I I mean I didn't enjoy the rap. Like it wasn't as if like yeah. it was the best rap ever. Okay, you know? okay. Let me correct myself right now. Uh, Lady Gaga's dog walker is not dead. <laughs> he survived. Oh, okay. Thank goodness. Okay. Oh, he, but he, he did get shot. Yeah, but he did get shot. But still, still, it's still, I think, in very poor taste. But yeah, yeah let yeah. me correct myself because I was like, did he die? Did he get shot? No, he was shot. Mm, got okay. it, got it. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, that's him trying to stay, I guess, on trend. Uh, you know, some citing current events. But again, mm. bro, you know, making a lot of people dying. Lucky he never do any attack on Brody Lee. I think then that one Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. That would have been bad. But yeah, like I said, the dog walker didn't die. He, he's shot. But still, horrible, horrible. Yeah. And just not a very... um not a very memorable rap other than that line. So shock value, mm. there you go. Um, yeah, I, I'm not really feeling much from this Casino Tag Team Royale, to be honest. Shall we move mm-hmm. on? Yeah, sure. So we move on to then the big money match. Okay, so there's the, a proper storyline here. Matt Hardy, yep. Hangman Page. Matt Hardy has been trying to recruit Hangman Page, sign a contract because big money Matt, for whatever reason, maybe he bonked his head too many times, has gone from broken to whatever the real Matt Hardy to now big money Matt and he doesn't even like look at this photo he looks like Matt Hardy like team extreme Matt Hardy like what the hell shouldn't he be in a suit here um, okay I mean I have nothing to comment with regards to this his dressing because I haven't kept track of his uh which gimmick he's on right now no. okay so big money Matt I guess that's but, what, I mean, what he's doing yeah this is a big money match he's big money Matt at least mm-hmm. sell the gimmick don't he looks like him from Jeff and Matt days but you what? know what? What I find interesting about this gimmick, and okay, this is one time I'll give credit mm. to AEW. I like the stipulation, bro. I like that yeah. they incorporate contracts. They yeah. incorporate like getting your earnings, and then like even today on uh, AEW Dynamite, they mentioned um, it's not just getting the pay of you know the wrestler. Mm. They get like their licensing and royalties from their merch. You know, and I'm yeah. thinking like this. I, I I don't know whether and you please correct me if you if you do. Do you, do you remember like a time where? They make use of something like this for a wrestling angle. Uh, this is a very old gimmick, like you know, like ten thousand dollars on the line, or your. Uh, I don't know if there was exactly like you know your paycheck for this year sort of stipulation, but similar stipulations have occurred, like money matches. So this is mm. nothing out of the ordinary. But you're right. I agree with you. This de- definitely puts a twist. It's on, a French twist. Yeah, on the, the their their feud. Plus, I mean, I mm-hmm. guess it fits with. Big money Matt Hardy, big money match, right? Yeah, which is interesting. Uh, maybe this is one of Jeff, uh, Matt Hardy's ideas where he's saying like, hey, let's make a match, you know, um, you, you kind of like exploiting my gimmick 
in mm. a way. It's so fine, bro. It's fine. Yeah. Knowing AEW's booking by next week, he'll come back as some other man Hardy already. And then the whole big money <laughs> thing is... That's why they didn't... You know what? why they didn't invest in the photo shoot? Because they knew by <laughs> the end of this feud, which is this weekend, boom, he's going to be like freaking like ah, Team Extreme man Hardy. Bro, next week, new signing, Jeff Hardy. Oh, and then the Hardy boys are back. Uh, okay, but uh, what do you think of Hangman Page uh, seem, seeming to be the next leader of the Dark Order? <laughs> it's funny and it's interesting because, mm. like, I mean, it's a very, uh, I don't know if the word is tragic, but unfortunate way that they've turned the Dark Order. You know, Dark Order was a heel faction, right? And then yeah, yeah. Brody Lee passed away and then now, you know, it, they've become like a de facto face faction. Yeah, kind of, kind of. So I guess the they're trying to um, strap and complete this face turn by having one of the biggest faces in AEW, mm-hmm. most popular, one of the most popular wrestlers being part of it. But is it a good fit? What do you think of that? Um, no. Like, Hangman Page needs to be his own man. He's a loner. <laughs> it's like asking Steve Austin to lead DX. Like, what? Um, I guess that's the story they're trying to tell, right? Like, yeah, this yeah. guy who has been betrayed by his uh, factions and his friends and all mm. that. And this group that is in need of you know, leadership and it's kind of like two opposites mm. finding solace each other. I guess yeah. that's what they're trying to tell. Yeah, and it's been done before. Like, you know, Austin, when he was doing his like DTA, <sighs> don't trust anybody, he's had alliances, but he's never <sighs> joined a faction or a group. Got it, got it. So um, it makes, love, yeah, mankind. it, it yeah. makes sense. So uh, it makes sense for him, but I don't think he should ever join the Dark Order. The Dark Order... Um, and kudos to them. They they are trying to push the other members of Dark Order now. Like, you know, um, what's uh, Preston, Preston Vance, the, yeah, the, the yeah. shredded guy. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, the shorter guy who's like super hyper. John, John Silver. John, John Silver. Eh, John Silver. Johnny Silver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Silver, yeah. yeah so they've yeah. been trying to push them a little bit more, give them more characters. This is great. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I kind of watched BTE uh, being the elite here and there. And yeah, definitely very charismatic there. Uh. Which is like, that, but the problem is, yes, I see your reaction, Mr. Young. <laughs> the, pro- the problem with them is they are assuming that people have the time to watch BTE, have the time to watch AEW Dark, have the time to watch AEW Dynamite, and then piece all the stories together. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Unless they recap it, mm. at least then there's some context. But, but, they, but they don't. So we are going, right, based, based on interpretation that this guy has a great charisma and personality. Yeah. But it hasn't been showcased on Dynamite itself. <sighs> well, you know, they assume that their fan base watches everything that they do. You know, it's their whole MO, right? It, this whole show caters to that sort of like really smarky uh, fan base. And they have done so since the beginning. Like, I don't think they've grown their audience. They've just, you know, had that same audience. And it's a good chunk of the pie. So I guess why not, right? Yeah, it's true. To be fair, I... Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I believe AEW kind of has a considerable fan base that is very loyal to them now. Oh, like, very, yeah. Yeah, so it's considered a hardcore fan base. Yeah, well, I mean, loyal to a fault. Uh, Dave Meltzer being one of them, I guess. Let's go on to the, the next match. Oh, who do you think is going to win the big money match? Is this the end of the feud? Matt Hardy, Hangman Page? Yeah, definitely Hangman Page, man. Hangman Page needs a big win. Do you see any legs after this? Are they done? I feel like it's one and done. Yeah, I think it's done. But I'm very curious to see like whether he does join the Dark Order. I guess if he does join the Dark Order, then that's the there will be new stories being told from that. Fresh yeah. perspective. True, true. Okay, uh, face the revolution. Ladder match. Winner gets a shot at the TNT Championship. There you go. You, you see the participants. You got Scorpio Sky. You got mm-hmm. Cody. You got Lance Archer. And you mm-hmm. got one member of the <laughs> uh, Death Triangle. What's his face? So cute. Uh, it's, it's not Phoenix, right? No, it's the it's Pentagon. Pentagon. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, okay. We know, we know what this match is going to be about. Yeah, they're gonna try to build up a new star. Yeah, and they're gonna use like all this like Cody and all that just to shine him up, mm-hmm. um, and obviously get a chance at the TNT Championship. Mm-hmm. And we know Darby Allen, Darby Allen is the champion right now, so there's a face right there. So yeah. it would kind of make sense that they're gonna push a heel. Enter. Um, my money, my money, and based on like um what happened on AEW Dynamite today, uh, his commentary kind of feels heelish, yeah. A bit. You're talking about Scorpio Sky, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Scorpio I don't Sky. know if he was heelish or he's just not very good on the mic. <laughs> not every wrestler can be a good guest commentator, you know. No, no I, I think he is pushing some sort of this, like, um, you know, I've been smiling, playing mm. to the crowd all this while. Now yeah. I'm just gonna be a badass and turn heel. Um, and yeah, he's just playing that heel bad guy, bro. But before that, uh, bro, a bit sidetracked. Uh. Yeah. You know, do you, do you, do you like catch a bit of uh, SmackDown last week? Last, uh, I know it's been a while, a couple of days. But, yeah, of course, of course. I watched my Um I am really digging uh, this Apollo Cruz embracing his Nigerian heritage. Uh, going yeah. on Wakanda. And, and then all of a sudden, the accent comes out and everything. You yeah, know? then suddenly all the comments is like, wow, finally he has character. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what? Like face the steel or give him the give him the steel. You know? Embrace, embrace the steel. Um, yeah, well, um, you know what? Kudos. Like, obviously, we know how talented he is as a wrestler. Finally, he has some kind of storyline, some, you know, something to identify him other than the guy mm-hmm. that smiles all the time. He just he just needed, like, some sort of great motivation to fight uh, and, like, a reason to be healed, you know, because he's smiling. So we are so used to him being happy-go-lucky. Just, Why is he evil? You just know? send a- him back to Raw and give him the uh, US title and have MVP... <laughs> be a part of Hurt Business bro. yeah dude and then have Hurt Business have every single title how dominant is that you know what's interesting about um, him right yeah. uh, and now his current feud with Big E mm. I'm getting a bit of Black Panther versus Killmonger vibes <laughs> a little just bit saying, you're right just saying, hey uh, yeah. talking about Big E by the way have you watched his 24 special on the WWE Network <laughs> I did. I uh, did. Yo, how lovable is this fella? How I lovable? Love, I love it, man. Now I, I, you know, now, now I want him to be like in line for a title shot. You know what's the best part of uh, like the biggest thing that came out from that documentary? What's that? Uh, which makes me really relate to him a lot. Mm. He is actually an introvert. Yep, yep. Uh, I, a lot of performers are, I mean. Yeah, um, I guess so. I guess, I guess um, like, you know, for you to expend so much energy being on screen, mm. I think you, do, you just, you don't want to be that switch on 24-7. So oh, I guess... Yeah. 
he really conserves it and that is really him being himself when he like it's both sides of his personality like I guess. Yeah. you know what my favorite scene from that uh, docu is oh, it's uh, and, and the wwe posted that on their instagram like a short clip of him at the gym this was in fcw days no was it nxc i think it was fcw anyway um mm. And John Cena was there and they were filming stuff and John Cena was like, if you can break the gym record for like the lift, mm-hmm. the press, is it a press? It's a bench press. Yeah. Bench press, yeah. Um, we'll put you on the docu and then he's there like, Argh! and then he makes it. And then do you see Roman Reigns' reaction? Because Roman Reigns was spotting him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, you know, like hyping him or like crazy, right? He was like, ah, yeah, yeah. and then when he did it, wow, wow. The, the joy and like the energy in Roman Reigns, like every... Gym bro, uh, every bro needs a gym bro like Roman Reigns. Yeah, man. It, it's so crazy to see that footage because mm. I remember clearly what going on nine years ago mm-hmm. uh, when they were building up the Rock versus Cena documentary yep. and they were doing all this. So I remember that particular footage yep. being in Cena's promo mm-hmm. and this like, who's this badass big size guy that was doing this lift? And it's crazy to think everyone there at that point in time, we're just FCW nobodies. Yeah. They were just trainees. Seth Rollins. Did you see Seth Rollins there? Seth Rollins. Dean Ambrose was there. A- Xavier Woods Xavier was Woods. there. Xavier Woods, yeah, yeah. Roman, uh, oh. even some people that didn't make it, you know, yeah. Percy Watson and all that. Um, but yeah, it's so crazy to think like, you know, in less than a decade, all of them are now the, the big stars of yeah. the promotion. Mm-hmm. And Cena is like halfway retired. <laughs> right? Okay, okay. Um, I know we really like took a huge detour. Engine, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's like we just went to like the nice, beautiful mall. Now come back to the shit mall. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, but like giving you a whole roundabout way back to the storyline of Scorpio Sky being a heel. <laughs> uh, I know it's like you know talking about Apollo Cruz Scorpio Sky is a uh, hard, but I do believe that Scorpio Sky is talented. He he was definitely the, the had had the biggest ceiling. Uh, as part of the SoCal Uncensored SU. Yeah. Um. The entire time that he's been in AEW, he's been like push, stop, push, stop, push, yes, stop, agree. push, stop. Don't you agree? Like they're like, oh, he's the breakout star. Then they've even had moments, right, when yeah. he he was with uh, Kazarian and Daniels, and they were like pushing him to be like the next guy, giving him big wins. And then after that, AEW da. Like, yeah, bro. What? Even to a point where he was even known as like the king of AEW dub. It's yeah. <laughs> the sad title, bro. It's so sad. But now he's back on the like commentary and like, okay, I hope he I hope he has his heel turn and you know moves on. I mean, okay, if you look at the match itself, here's another fellow who's like Lance Archer comes in with all that fire, has Jake mm. the Snake, and then all of a sudden, like he's kind of turned face. Yeah, a bit, a bit. With no um, rhyme or reason. He's like a tweener almost. Yeah, but but this... not not like a Austin type of like a compelling tweener. Like he's just there. Like I'm like I don't get it. And then Cody is Cody, like, and then Penta is Penta. So at least you have <laughs> your heel face, very solid heel face. You got Scorpio Sky who's like, uh, and then Lance Archer who's like, uh. well, last week Lance Archer did have a main event uh, match with Ray Phoenix, I guess, and he mm-hmm. won. So I I don't know where they're angling him to. Honestly, I don't know. It seems like it, though, if you've been watching the last couple of shows, that he might be even Kenny Omega's next challenger. Who, Lance? Yeah, they're building him up to be the main event. So uh, I even think that he might not win this phase of the revolution because I don't think he's mid-cut. Like, the way they're pushing him is not mid-cut anymore. Mm -mm -mm -mm. So, yeah, maybe he moves on to face Kenny Omega. Well, to lose to Kenny Omega, because you still need to build Kenny Omega. (laughs) 
Um, yeah. But we'll get to that in just a little while. Okay, so your pick for this one? Scorpio? Um, my money is on Scorpio Sky. Mm, okay, well, you know what? I can't fault that logic. I will go with that as well. Mm -hmm. Next up, Street Fight. We got Sting uh, and the TNT champion Darby Allen versus Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. Of course, Taz will be there as well. And you know, this is going to be a street fight. So everybody in Team Taz is going to show up. Yeah, bro. I'm low-key looking forward to this match. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um. Not just because of Sting. I mean, Sting going getting on the ring is always like, okay. If you're a long time fan, no matter how old he gets, you still want to see him perform. If like you are a newer fan, you're yeah. just curious whether this guy will, okay. will not still die go. in the ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is a street fight, so obviously they are just going to have him brawl, which is good. Smart, good. Yeah. yeah. Protects him. Uh, talking about protection, and why are they letting Tully Blanchett have a match? <laughs> like in, on Dynamite he was in a tag match tag match but still why, what is he doing in a match okay the good thing is I didn't see him take any crazy ass bump that uh, might kill him yeah so that's good but I have no idea what was the story that led to him going into the ring well, well the fact that obviously they're trying to build like a lucha um, I wanted to say Lucha House Party Luchasaurus the Jurassic Express versus mm -hmm. FTR which is fine you know um, at least build them into a program but I don't see them in the yeah. Casino Tag Team Royale yeah. I, so why are they doing? They're literally not on this uh, pay-per-view at all. FTR and Jurassic Express are not on this pay-per-view. Which is weird, which is weird because the, technically those are the two most like, um, like you know, wrestling teams uh, in yeah. the whole industry. They, like, they should be number three and four. If you call yeah. MJF and Chris Jericho number two and obviously Young Bucks number one, the champs, right? They, they should be three and four and they are not in the pay-per-view. Is it me or did the Jurassic Express change their music into like some old school retro yeah. song? Did it you it is. It is. And it's like, it, it. no, it doesn't work. Like that old one made more sense. Yeah, like why, what? How, how did that happen? Like did it's, you just buy that license for the song for no reason? I think it's <laughs> called Jungle. The, 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 it's, I guess maybe they think it's recognizable. It's retro. Yeah, yeah. It is. I, I recognize the tune straight away. I'm mm. just thinking to myself like... They bought a license to this song, but why? What is the... Because Tony Khan got dollar dollar bills. He's the real life million dollar man. I don't know, man. Um, But yeah, I, I guess it's so weird because if you want to say FTR wasn't well pushed in um, WWE, like look at AEW now. Right? Maybe, yeah. maybe. I, I don't know, mm. but maybe I'm going to play devil's advocate. Maybe it's not the booking. Maybe it's them. Ooh. Okay. Now, now that's like a ooh. ooh. Yeah, right. Maybe it's them. Yeah. Anyway, um, Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, Sting, Darby Allen. Who comes out on top? Is this the, over and done, or is because I mean they feuded for like how long? Knowing Sting, mm. I think Sting will give the the two kids a victory, la. The two kids, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not in no way am I calling Brian Cage a kid right to his face, <laughs> but but come on, like Ricky Starks definitely needs a shine. Yeah, uh, Brian Cage has been losing a lot, even though he's a beast. So, mm -hmm. like, you know, Darby, I think, can take a loss because he's not losing his TNT title, though. But the problem is, okay, then he has to move on to face the winner of that face the revolution. Um, yep. ladder match. So, technically, he's moving on to another program right after this. So you are you saying it would make more sense for the face to kind of win and end the feud? Yeah, and like wrap up the feud. Uh, yeah, I uh, like uh, I think it makes sense. Mm -hmm. But personally, I would feel that um, Brian Cage and uh, Ricky Starks needs it more because the yep. team test has been played like punks here yeah, all yeah. this entire feud. Okay lah, it's 
it's got it's back and forth but i know what you mean like they need a big push sting yeah. and darby allen don't need the win yeah. but it's i feel like it's gonna be weird if you know if they um win or rather if they don't win and then you know darby allen just moves on put it this way they can put uh, a situation where maybe you know darby allen gets isolated mm. gets beat up somewhere and uh. like sting is left all alone to fend for himself and eventually he dies i mean he he takes the loss right yeah <laughs> that's probably it huh? but then like i i don't know i don't know there's just but then again going by their booking which has been like all over the place yep i, I actually kind of don't care mm, mm, you know like mm-hmm. i like oh okay well, they'll probably fight again you know you know what's interesting mm. this match has been building for almost three months bro yeah it's their longest uh running fuse yeah yeah it's like i remember winter is coming that was like what early mm. december and then every week it's sting it's sting until it gets so overplayed it's like okay it's sting i get it <laughs> like oh uh it's sting too hey, okay, okay it's sting it's sting yeah. faster the first time it was great second was, time yeah. all right cool for those who missed last week third time is like i saw this last week fourth time is like okay enough i know it's sting and it's like they went for a complete month where Sting just came out and just talked or like came out and just was there. Yeah. Didn't do anything. And then like maybe like one month later, then they had the WLN thing. Mm. No, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm i just really not into it. So, yeah. I, <coughs> but you know what? It's, it's whatever like you're feeling right now, right now, right? It's probably reflective of a lot of fans. Yeah. Well, the shadow says must milk Sting. Huh? Maybe they pay him a lot of money. You know what it is? They bought the <coughs> snow blowing machine. So they're like, use every week, must use, must justify this cost. <laughs> Yeah, good, good point, man, Lavin. The thing about Sting that... Sting is a nostalgia act, okay? Let's be honest. But, but it's how you use the nostalgia act to put a shine on next yeah. generation. That's okay. what's important. Here's the thing, and they've just... AEW in general has done, and we've talked about this before, they've done a mm. piss-poor job with all their nostalgia acts. They overstay their welcome. Jake the Snake, every week, until he becomes just this like random dude in the back, right? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Sting, another example, if he just showed up once a month or like, you know, he used to like just show up literally in the rafters and not say anything. That was his whole thing, right? Yeah. The crow sting anyway. Um, no, but he's like coming down to the ring, got the winter thing and then he talks a bit. It's like every week. So by now I'm like, okay, lo, this is nothing special anymore. It's like, okay, if Hulk Hogan returned every week, it wouldn't be special. No. My issue with them, and I keep bringing that up to you last week, mm. is that AEW's roster is getting bloated. Yeah. Um, they can have a deep roster, no problem. But if they have more shows, mm. well, which I think they're trying to address, I well, guess. Well, they do have another show. I think Tony Schiavone and Paul White, aka Big Show, aka. Uh, did you see him on Dynamite with his new shirt? No more BS. Get it? Oh, wink, wink. Wink, wink. Bro, so I, I, clever. I, I, actually, I liked it, bro. I, 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 I love, I chuckle at it, though. Oh, you are so smart, foreign. You are so smart. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, oh, okay. I get it, but like, whatever. Trying to be smart and everything. I mean, they got to give a wing, right? They got to wing to the audience like, and like, uh, come out with it. Also, also, uh, Chris Jericho's line about how um, I used to have uh, be, uh, was in tech teams with like some of the best in the world. Mm. Uh, whether it's Paul White or whether it was Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, yeah. And, and then it's like obviously they can't say his actual wrestling names. Yeah, The Rock or Big Show. Yeah, yeah. which is uh, I found really really cute. And and how Young Bucks try to counter that back and say, oh, if you're not for AEW, you'll be in the performance center. And I was like, mm, uh, no, that is such a smarky line. So if you talk about smarks, yeah. that's the smarkiest thing I heard today, bro. But that is their whole audience. They are catering to that audience. And we will talk about that very soon when we talk about the Wrestling Observer <sighs> Awards. Anyway, 
Um, let's move on then. The women's championship. Okay, I haven't been catching up with the whole, like, you know, they did the US bracket, J uh, Japan bracket. At least that's interesting. That's something different. Yep, yep. But... Um... Yeah, so this uh women's eliminator tournament where mm. they have like on one side of the bracket is like team team US, one side of the bracket is team uh Japan. And what I found very interesting about this match, right, was there's more there was a lot of attention that was paid towards the Japan side. Yeah. Uh, especially here in Singapore, because you know when when I when I see a lot of like um people from SWS, Singapore Wrestling Society, uh that Facebook group, mm. um Singapore Wrestling Corner, and a lot a lot of them are you know very Japan centric. So they are big fans of a couple of the wrestlers who are technically indie wrestlers but who are in the first rounds. Mm -hmm. Um apparently do you know you heard of this girl called Maki Ito? Yes. Yes, Makito was apparently uh, very good at like trolling people on Twitter, and uh, <laughs> some some wrestlers are sims for her apparently. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, so she was in the she was highlighted, and um, apparently Riho didn't make it to the end. No, Riho was in the US bracket because I guess yeah. she was in the US. But uh, right. the finals were on Dynamite, and well, I mean, no surprise, I guess. It was it was it was Nyla Rose and uh, so yeah the point I'm trying to make is like Riho who came back after one year away mm. you know had this like you know uh what like bro. they make a big deal out of a comeback and then she like in the first few rounds gone really bro bro they are you talk about their booking right for the men the women lucky worse and it's back to Nyla Rose so we got Nyla Rose versus Hikaru Shida which is something uh, that we've seen no Hikaru no? Uh, Nyla Rose fought yes in yeah. Dynamite. In the finals against another Japanese uh, wrestler called Rio something Zumi, I can't remember her yeah, full yeah. name. But the Rio girl won. Ah, wait, what? You With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You sure? Yes. Not Nyla Rose. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. So, the, so and then so, and then when, the, when she won, right? And then like the commentators, um, yeah, it was apparently, it's a, it's, it was an upset. They sort of right. said, oh, it's an upset, blah, blah, blah. So wait, wait, wait. <laughs> then Ni did Nyla Rose beat her up after? No. So, okay. Nyla Rose lost. Huh. Vicky Guerrero was at her side, so she like lost clean. Um, and then and then they they suddenly hinted that oh this Rio girl was apparently had a, a big rivalry with Hikaru Shida back back uh... in uh, back in Japan. So I think they they're gonna like highlight that history. Um, and then they had like a face off at the end of the match where where Hikaru Shida actually presented the trophy for this eliminated tournament to this Rio girl. Right. She accepted it, put it on the floor, and then proceeded to fucking slap the piss out of Hikaru Shida's face. <laughs> uh, which was quite funny. La. So, okay, and then uh, they, they, they started like, you know, forearming each other Japanese style. Right, right. And then cool. and then both smile and laugh and then they, not laugh but like, but it's like, like, like sadistic kind of like enjoying right. the pain uh, of getting beaten up and that's it. That, I, that, the segment just ended. I must have uh, taken a toilet break. 
<laughs> I don't know why I thought I saw uh, Nyla Rose winning. This no, goes no, to show no, how much it. attention I pay sometimes when it comes to AEW programming. Like, seriously. <laughs> the match itself, did you enjoy it? Um, Okay, to be honest, for a Joshi match, I mean, for a women's match, it was pretty hard-hitting. Yeah. yeah, because they they weren't holding back, like, And this girl, she this Rio girl, she she like she got that short hair. She got this like very butch kind of like fierce fierce. Like she was doing a lot of like freaking like whoa type of wind up moves. I was like, Ugh. yeah yeah. I was uh, a bit which, like turned off by it, it because it seemed. It reminds uh, me of those like stardom kind of wrestlers where right. they have a bit of like cheesiness. They're wrestling. I yeah, guess. yeah. Like I, I I wasn't buying it. This is probably why I tuned out. Like you know mentally. But uh, yeah, oh, I think mm. we are having a little connection issue right now. But um, yeah. so, okay, so it'll be her versus Hikaru Shida. Do you yeah. see Shida l- dropping the title? No. Yeah. No, I don't. There's literally no build on this. Uh, this girl. This girl, right? Like literally, it's this weekend is the match. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like how are you going to freaking build her up in a few days time? But <sighs> Maybe right. it's one of those cases of, okay, she's here. Let's just put on an amazing match and that's it. Yeah, which is what? There was a precedent to this. Remember, mm. uh, Riho when she was the champion, she fought um, what's that girl? Emi Sakura. Uh, Emi Sakura yeah. at one time. Yeah. At, on pay per view and mm. yeah, just, you know we just basing it on <laughs> the hardcore fans knowing that they are a big deal. Uh, Lavin says the AEW women's division is non-existent. It's as good as early Attitude Era. <laughs> Bro, at least early Attitude Era, you know the girls were. Hey, what are you trying Never to mind. say? No, no, no. At, at least AEW, now I'm going to side with AEW. At least they are trying to build their women's division. And uh, where is Britt Baker, by the way? Where is the doctor? Why is she not anywhere here? Like, Did, literally, didn't we talked she about... Lose? She yeah, lost? She lost. Yeah, yeah, she lost to Nyla Rose. But why isn't she in a program with Hikaru Shida? Why aren't they, like, you know, building her up? Yeah, um, and it's weird, though, because I remember she was out with an injury, yes. Mm. She was definitely one of the best female characters in AEW even though she had an injury yes mm, mm. Uh, she came back um, I think was it was it last year's full gear where she had that dentist match we remember with, with Big Swole who is now like where where is Big Swole like I get your point trying to make like a lot of like on the on the American side there's a lot of wrestlers with potential to be like at the top of the card mm. you know they have the personality Brick Baker definitely one of the, one of the most People, uh, one of the most charismatic female wrestlers, yeah. not just in AEW. I, I can say, I think she can hold her own in terms of charisma, even on w, in WWE. Sure, sure. No, my my point is that their women's booking is almost as bad as their men's booking. It's not an existent booking. It's like, oh, this week we feel like what? Oh, can we put on a, a special like you know attraction match? Oh, okay, mm. let's put it on, which is what we get at Revolution. Like, I honestly yeah. don't care about this title match at all. Like, yeah. I have nothing... Like, they haven't been highlighting Hikaru Shida a lot. I, they haven't been highlighting a lot. Well, they they might think they have been, but, like, literally, from an emotional standpoint, I don't even remember this lady's name. Her Do you challenger. know what's the most exciting part about the women's division? And it's, a, it's an indictment on the state of the affairs there. Mm. They, they are, to me, the most interesting wrestler that they have is actually not even an AEW wrestler, Thunder Rosa. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. You know, you know, she's from NWA, mm. and she she is great because she herself is great. Like she she knows how to carry a promo. She has a cool look. Blah yeah. blah blah. And she's not even part of the main roster. You know. No. Nope, nope. Uh, Lavin says Raw. Meanwhile, Raw is just the Charlotte division. <laughs> That's, that's quite a good funny. one. That's, that's yeah. a good one. Uh, okay, let's move on then to the co-main event, I guess. 
Um, we got the Young Bucks versus Chris Jericho and MJF. This is for the AEW World Tag Team Championship. Mm. Um, okay, so they've obviously done a lot to build this up, including Papa Buck getting bloodied up and destroyed. So now you have motivation for the Young Bucks, right? Mm-hmm. They had that promo on Dynamite. They're like going on like, oh, very impassioned promo. Like, it's, how dare you beat up our dad, essentially. Yeah. And you it's, think that, obviously, the whole point is to make it personal. Yeah. There is something, there's somebody very conspicuous by his absence. And I think might play a part in this match. Jake Hager? Uh, no. Sammy no. Guevara? Yes. No, but I thought he's on the outs. Didn't they like kick him out? Yeah. Recently outed Sammy Guevara, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, think about this, uh, think about this. Uh. He like, comes back, he caused a, the, the, the title match between uh, Jericho and MJF. Then that might lead to either MJF feud with Sammy Guevara. Hmm. Or, or if you think about it, okay, this is where like my theory of what happens if Santana and Ortiz wins the Casino Battle Royale. Yeah. What if he is secretly kind of like the inside man, kind of trying to convince Santana and Ortiz? Because from the promos, right, you know that like, kind of Santana and Ortiz is slightly siding with Sammy Guevara even. You right, know? right, right. So what if he helps um, whether inadvertently cause the victory to Young Bucks to let MJF and um, Chris Jericho win so that um, Santana and Ortiz clash both with both of them or he figures into the finish somehow that it costs um, the Bro. Young Bucks to win. Bro, that's all fine in any, but didn't doesn't he have legitimate heat with AEW? That's why they put him off TV and I don't think he's even going to come back, man. No, he he got he got pulled from the um. He was supposed impact. to go impact, yeah. Yes, he got pulled off from the impact storyline. But then the very next week, which was last week, he was on AEW TV as, as per normal. What was he doing? No lah, but he like they were trying to interview him and like okay, I don't want to be interviewed. Actually, like he wasn't oh. giving a side. So like I guess he is on the outs in with regards to getting involved in all the cross-promotional storylines. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I, 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 with regards to Inner Circle and all that, continuing with that, I think that's still the case. Yeah, um, just give Chris Jericho and MJF the title so they can start a proper program with Santana and Ortiz who deserve the titles and Young Bucks can just go and do their YouTube show. Mm. Young Bucks can fight FTR again. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, don't ruin the FTR. Like, they had their match. It wasn't that great. It was great. It wasn't that great. It, it, you know? For uh, the hype that they've been building up for years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was okay. Like, they did the whole beating up the dead thing. Do you think it's compelling? <laughs> Nah. The funny uh, thing is, M- okay, this is a very weird situation we have here, and I don't know if it's because Chris Jericho and MJF are so quote unquote popular as heels, they've blurred the lines. Meanwhile, the Young Bucks are so over with that fan base as well, but they were heel, and then now they've crossed over the face. And like, I feel like this match suffers because you don't have a clear cut heel or face. Like, obviously, right. Chris Jericho is supposed to be heel. They beat up his dad, but. I look at the young bucks. I'm like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because right before this, they were playing the heels. What, yeah, to they win were, the title. They were kicking uh, Marvez in the face. They were beating everybody up. And then now, all of a sudden, I guess you, the whole like, oh, they beat up my dad. So it doesn't even matter if I'm a bad guy. You beat up my dad. You know, you should feel sympathy for me. But I don't. Yeah, it's interesting lah how they they seem to want to blur the line between heels and faces. But I think it's their detriment. I. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? I feel like they think that they're above heel or face. But, mm. you know you, you know what I mean? I feel like, oh, we are too meta, we are too woke for like the old school face versus heel, <laughs> which is great, 
right? But like, bro, it makes for not compelling stories. I I think you just hit the nail right in the head. Yeah. By AEW trying to be so woke, they are just a reflection of the woke wrestling fan or the woke people in this generation. Right. And then like, it, it just triggers everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> you know what no, I mean? it's like, it's cool to like something and I just align, I, I know I, I like this thing that's not the mainstream. It's cool to like something that's not the mainstream. It's always been, right? Like ECW fan base back in the day or uh, mm-hmm. WCW before it went completely mainstream and stuff like that. So I feel like maybe they are playing up to that. I don't think yeah. it makes for very compelling characters. Hey, I mean, I mean, for for every opinion like us who like kind of like you know see the flaws in it, that that them them it's gonna be some loyalists in AEW Bro. who is like l- loving every single thing that's happening there right now. You you talking about Dave Meltzer, is it? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna segue because it's gonna be a perfect segue. Well, not yet because we still have the main event. Okay, um, I already gave you my prediction, i.e., what I actually do want to see happen: Chris Jericho, MJF winning the titles. Do you agree? Yeah, definitely, man. Mm, I would okay. love that as well. Then we go to the main event. And I guess the big selling point, the reason you would put $25 down or however much it's going to cost for mm-hmm. the AEW World Championship, an exploding barbed wire death match. Okay, the promo for this is not bad. I actually quite enjoyed it. They got like the originator of the barbed wire match. Ah, uh, the Japanese, Japanese dude. And they showed Japanese footage and it was very grainy. So it makes it look very underground, very like, Ayo, hey, we're not supposed to see this. I like mm. that. I like the vibe. Um, do you remember Moxley doing anything uh, on the show? No, no, he was he wasn't on the show, bro. He he was just cutting a one one. What promo? he was just even a, it's a prepackaged promo. Yeah. Um, and, I guess. And even did the promo leave any lasting impression on you? Okay, so I don't know whether maybe it's just like they are taking a different approach to mm. a go home show where. Everything has been said and done. The press conference is out of the way. Now it's like fight week. Yeah. So I'm just going to play the packages. There's no need for me to add anything. There's nothing else to add to the bill for the promo. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I agree with you. I really like that they went uh, down the route of getting the originator of the deathmatch to explain you know, how important it is, um, yeah. the history behind it. Um, even if you're not a smart fan um, or educated fan, uh, even if you're casual, that actually might give you better context and like, oh, okay, now yeah. I see maybe what's it about. Okay, you know? there was a very weird scene though in the package where you saw Kenny Omega with like the welder's mask and everything. He's like, ha ha ha, I'm bi-. like, what? You are building the freaking thing together? Well, like, that didn't make any sense to me, especially with his current character who is so smarmy, like, you know, he's going yeah. out to play golf. I'm like, maybe he should have been there supervising the construction of this, but what the hell is he doing there constructing the the thing? That that made it look a bit hokey. Well, was me. it the one where he was like half naked, yeah, shirtless, yeah. and then like pretending to be doing the welder? Yeah, I'm like, thing. what the hell is that? Like okay. this, no, I like I, I don't know. Like it's... I got I gotta bring up a quote that Jim Cornette said, which I oh. so fucking funny. Because okay. this has been happening like the last two weeks. So like even the the previous week they were playing a, a like similar package where they're building the cage. <laughs> oh, you're gonna love this quote, bro. You're gonna love it. Okay, what did he say? So Jim Cornette was shitting on them for not being able to hammer properly. <laughs> you know what he was saying? This this ass uh, this this kids this spoiled generation kid don't even know how to work around the house. Um it's so obvious by the way they hammer the thing they can't have never hammer a nail in his entire life. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that was laughing because I was thinking like 
he make a William Regal reference after that. Right. You're oh. saying that they are not a real man's man. He's a man. <laughs> such a man. That was one of my favorite songs back in the day. Loki loved that he's a man's man song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's kind it's kind of like uh it's it's such a pretentious song, but it's it's in an amusing way. Yeah, you know? it's so ridiculous, it's funny. Anyway, yeah. back to this. I mean, there's no doubt they're just gonna kill each other, lah. And yeah. it's going to be uh, a train wreck. It's going to be a beautiful symphony of chaos and destruction. Yeah, you know, you know what you're going to expect coming from this. Yeah. It's going to be like violence. Okay. Um, it's going to be a car crash. Okay. If we took out the exploding barbed wire death match stipulation and just made this a normal wrestling match, mm-hmm. would this headline? Would this be a a show seller? Well, they did it. They gave it away on free TV already. They did the lights out match as well. Previously. They did the lights out, man. They 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 had that that match where obviously the whole Don Kelly's mm. defection was revealed. Um, like I, I feel like this is a case of wow that escalated quickly. You, you know, know, if it was it was up to me, I would have either given uh Iron Man stipulation, mm, mm. which would have been a great showcase of you know um John yeah. Moxley's toughness, but in a different way. Yeah, and their actual wrestling ability, which they have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, it would be a great showcase of Kenny Omega because Kenny Omega would say like, I'm, I'm so much better than you. I can last an mm. hour with you. Like an hour Iron Man match or like yeah. a 45 minutes, half an hour, whatever it is. To be fair, wrestling ability. I feel like they could have, with these two, dragged it out like an Austin Rock, like a Mankind Undertaker and just gone through all the different steps. They already shot themselves in the foot with the Lights Out match. So they... It, and this is what AEW does, right? They keep on putting these ridiculous stipulations and they have to go up, up, up. They cannot now go down. They can't go down to a normal ladder match. They can't even have a normal match. It would just make no sense. So they, actually, in, instead actually, of building it up so that we could have a whole year-long promo, right? You're um, right, you're right. Have them go through one-on-one, a tag team match, freaking ladder match, freaking thumbtacks match, uh... I don't know. Then the lights out match. Then finally you like, okay, this has gone on long enough. One will live, one will not. Exploding barbed wire death match. They have kept them away for a year. Mm-hmm. And then last year they did that winter is coming main event. Yeah. They could have built up from there. Like this revolution could have been maybe a cage match. Mm. Like you say. I think you know the prospect of a ladder match by the book for them actually is interesting to me. Right? I want I want to see what they can do, like a brawler yeah. using a but- ladder and like Kenny Omega. Like each, each could like come up with their own match. Like, oh, you beat me in your match. Now you try to beat me in my match, which like maybe John Moxley will have a barroom brawl match, for example, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and they can just trade these victories back and forth and just create this epic rivalry. Right now, it just like, oh, okay, like this is the end. Where do you yeah. go from here? Scaffolding match next? There is a flaw in the booking of this match. In my opinion, bro, because there are if you're in, in every single match, what are you talking that about? Go, that goes without saying, bro. <laughs> but if if you go uh, to to if you remember how they actually proposed this match, mm. it was Kenny Omega that yeah. proposed this match to John Moxley. You know, mm-hmm. saying that he, you know, I, I, I'm gonna end you. This is gonna be the way I'm gonna end you. But if you put it in that way, saying that if each wrestler proposed their own match, shouldn't it be John Moxley that proposed this match? Yeah, yeah. 
No, it, 100% because he's known for the death matches, right? Yeah, then it would have made more sense because he would say something like, you know what, you 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 can't even uh, you, you can't even tell me up front you're not honorable man. Yeah. You give me a crappy uh, uh, ending. Mm. Um, yeah, as in like um, in the previous match, during the normal match, you can't even do a normal wrestling match. Uh, even though I tried to play your game. Because if you think about it, the straight up wrestling match was Kenny Omega's stipulation. Yeah. So it would have made more sense to for John Mohit to say, fine, you don't want to work it in your stipulation, you do it to mine, which is the exploding yeah. death but match. No, it's Kenny Omega who came up with it. And he's a bit of a chicken shit heel. Don't you think? Yeah. Right now, his current character, like he's like... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I'm so high on myself, but he also like tried to see some things. Why would he propose this match then? Yeah. If anything, he should be trying to dodge this match. And John Moxie is like, no, I'm going to get you. This is the match you're going to sign. You know, so uh, a lot Bro, of it. It, it seems like, right, mm. like in the top promotions in the world right now, the so-called um the 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 best kind of like heel character it seems to be the Roman Reigns archetype where it's like uh I'm 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 not I'm not gonna do a lot of talking. I'm gonna have like a manager talk for me, mm. but then I'm gonna be like the stoic, yeah. uh, very cerebral kind of um heel character. Uh, and I guess this is. AEW's way of trying to uh, they, they, they might not admit that they're not copying or oh, this is our own idea and kind of thing but it seems like whatever Roman Reigns is doing uh, they're trying to do their own version of it uh, yeah it's not working you know what this is this is like you have a bit of timeline this goes back to the whole no attention span fan base that mm-hmm. um, the AEW has right it's like oh let's just throw out the craziest match it's like you have only time for one like half an hour to play one game you just select the most like outrageous, ridiculous match and play that game, and that's it. Video game, like you know, and um, it, it fits the mo of everyone running the show over there. So. I I don't know know whether having three shows now mm. would make the situation better or worse. Well, who's gonna watch AEW? Was Elevation on YouTube? Yeah. Who's gonna watch that? Because not okay. The funny thing is, AW Dark actually has a sizable audience because every time I look at their episodes, right? Mm. Um, in a, in a couple of days, they have half a million uh views. Wow! So so like, and it's like two or three hours, you know, like the mm. freaking show is like a full length show. So yeah. it's like people are legit following storylines there and watching. So and the the thing about them, the the whole layer of that program is like superstars or it's like afterburn where it's just a bunch of random matches. It's yeah. not even for a title, it's not even a storyline. Right. There's no story. It's just straight up matches. Okay. So it's just there for them to practice lah. 
I'm just curious because does that mean like AEW's audience, they are just fans of the wrestlers, yeah. not really the storyline. Yeah. So they like, they will watch any Ricky Starks match. They yeah. will watch any Scorpio yeah. Sky match. They are, it, it's like the, uh, how do I say it? Like I said, like, you know, like the old school ECW fans, they are bought into the brand. Like, this is the alternative. I'm cool because I watch this and I don't watch the mainstream. Oh, you watch WWE. Don't be a sheep. Don't be a normie. Don't be, you know, mm. I'm woke. I know better. I watch it. This is that. So it appeals to that mentality. That's why they are so smarky on their promos. It caters to exactly that sort of uh, fan base. Uh, Div Royalty, how are you doing? I hope you're having a good one. I hope you've had your makan as well. Div yeah, Royalty yeah. just jumped in saying that she agrees that they've raised the stipulations of their matches to be more and more crazy, although they really uh, are going to write out Moxley for paternity leave. He has to be written out with a bang. Yeah, uh, yeah, we've discussed this as well, uh, yeah. Div Royalty. If you remember in our previous episode, we're, taking, we're talking about how this is the only way they can get John Moxley out of AEW for the time Ooh, being. You know? They explode him. <laughs> he just freaking explode into paternity leave. Yeah, and then when he comes back, he'll have like a robot arm or some shit like that. Like Jax from Mortal Kombat, is it? Oh my God. Yeah, that'd be awesome, man. That would be damn dope. Hey, um, knowing yeah. they are booking, they'll probably do some shit like that. <laughs> uh, well, in my opinion, I think John Moxley would relish it. Like he, He's probably the one going in Tony Khan's here and saying, hey, Tony Khan, let me just kill myself, lah. please, a favor, lah. you know? Yeah, yeah, and then, you know, and then Kenny Omega will hold a mock funeral next week. Actually, that could yeah. be quite interesting. It's been done before in WWE, right? Yeah, yeah, Undertaker and Kane, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Like, obviously, this is the gimmick match. If you take out this gimmick match, is this a pay-per-view worth watching? No. Especially if you compare to last year's revolution. Mm-hmm. Do you remember last year's revolution? I would dare say, like, um, the bill for each storyline from last year's AEW revolution is, like, hands down the one of the best in that year. Okay, let me just I, uh, refresh myself. I don't remember what the card was. Oh, there was a Dustin Rhodes, Jake Hager, that one. Okay, uh, they had that tag team match, uh, which was really well received. Mm-hmm. The one between uh, Young Bucks and Omega and Page yes. for the title. Yes. So that was the opening match. I remember that was like a really, really, really good match. Chris Jericho, uh, John Moxley, AEW uh, Championship. That was the main event. Yes. yes. And if you remember, the build towards that match was amazing. Yes. Because like John Moxley teased that he was joining Inner Circle. Mm. He left the Inner Circle. He stole Chris Jericho's car. Uh, <laughs> he kind of freaking... He remember, kind of blinded in one eye. He was stabbed, stabbed by one of uh, Chris Jericho's spikes. Yeah. You know, so like, um, it was compelling. So I felt like AEW still had their shit together at that point in time. <laughs> do, you, do you remember another great match? Um, it was great, not, not just because of the match, but the storyline built to it. Mm-hmm. Um, this uh, Cody and MGF was in that in that card. Yes, yes, that's right. So they had, just had more continuity, more yeah. proper booking. Yeah, they had they had their shit together in a way, right? Yeah. And then, um, yeah, oh. and then um, I can't remember who was a TNT champion at that point in time. TNT champion? Was there even a TNT Championship title then? Was it? Oh, it was created afterwards, right? It was I created think in so. the middle of... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, correct, correct. Because that happened during the pandemic. Mm. But what I mean is, um, I think that was the last time where AEW felt very, very fresh. Yeah. If you remember, this, even, even the arena, mm. they had the fans wearing the Korean K-pop color tags. The, the, light, the light up tags, yes. Yeah, the light show. And like, I don't know, it just, it just felt well... Um, 
yeah, it was it was it was a fun show to watch. So I I don't think given the bill now mm. it can compare. Right. Um, one more thing to add as we've just run down the entire card for Revolution. Big Show. I mean, sorry, Paul White. No more BS. He announced that he has uh something to announce. He announced that he has something to announce <laughs> at Revolution. And what a it, super tease. Yeah, uh, a hall like he should be a Hall of Famer. He's a legend and he's coming. But you'll find out who he is at Revolution. Okay, mm. who do you think this is? Another defection. They're selling another defection at Revolution. Let me think. I mean, okay, so if he said that he should be in the Hall of Fame, he's not yet in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but he should, he's a legend. You Screw know, it, like, to be out of contract. Freaking Gangrel shows up. <laughs> that would be a letdown, bro. <laughs> you you know they're like, anyhow. Bro, fucking, it has to be bigger than Paul White for Paul White to announce it. Okay, who is bigger than Paul White that's going to show up? I Okay, I have a idea. Mm. It's like, it has to be a legend, right? Well, I mean, yeah, like, he should be uh, in the Hall of Fame. Hmm. Okay. I in my in my mind, I thought uh, I thought to myself it would have been Kurt Angle. Ooh. Right. Because Kurt Angle would make sense because he's not doing anything now. He's yeah. out of WWE. Blah blah blah. But then he's really a Hall of Famer, so that kind of like, oh. checks out. Okay. Well. 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 Maybe Big Show could to, have been swerving us and. To 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 me, it has to be someone that has some sort of connection with Big Show for Big Show to be the one that introduces him, right? No, no, I don't think so. I think AEW, they anyhow, it's a wild west. They will be anyhow on it. There's not going to be a link. I doubt that they will go and think that far. They're like, oh, you are the new guy and you're a big name. Okay, you announce our big name, Air Revolution. Bro, That's you it. know what will be fucked up? What? But also kind of funny. Imagine if he's Kane. <laughs> Glenn, Glenn Jacobs. Jacobs. And he comes out as the mayor. That's his oh gimmick. Oh my god! The yeah, mayor. Yeah, the, the, the mayor, but then got explosion and everything. <laughs> no, um, I think it's something somewhere from that generation, lah. Um, honestly, I feel like it's gonna be a letdown. I feel like it's gonna be a okay, okay. Just um, Ooh. yeah. Well, remember what I said here. It's gonna be a letdown. It's not gonna be like a, <gasps> it's gonna be a oh okay. Okay, it's not gonna be a current superstar. No, no for no, sure. No, no. Um. It, it might be a veteran, but not a current superstar. Um, if um, you uh, in chat, if you want to, you know, hazard a guess, please feel free to. Who is Big Show Paul White going to announce as All Elite at Revolution? Oh, yeah, you no, think? No. Ah. Mark Henry. <laughs> no Mark what? Henry is fully entrenched in the WWE right now. No, but yeah, he's a Hall of Famer, so yeah, yeah. Okay, well. Actually, We'll wait and actually, see. Yeah, actually, right, it's supposed to be easy because he gave a very good clue where he's a veteran but he's not a Hall of Famer. So that should limit yeah. in the shortlist by a lot. But who could it be? I don't know, bro. Uh, I don't know. I guess we'll have to watch. Oh my God, all of a sudden, it's so exciting to watch AEW Revolution. Okay. <laughs> uh, see, see me roll my eyes. Now, talking about, oh, there's going to be a lot of eye rolling right now. Are you ready for the eye rolling? Please, yes, uh, come on. I'm w- ready for it. Let's warm, do it, bro. Warm your eyeballs up so that <laughs> once we get to the next segment, your eyeballs don't get sore from all the eye rolling. Mr. Young is going to have a hard on soon, man. Talking ha- about this. Hard on? No, I'm as limp as it can get right now. 
Talking about hashtag flaccid, y'all. Talking about the 2020 Wrestling Observer Awards. Okay, the Wrestling Observer, obviously a newsletter that is uh, written, created by Dave Meltzer, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Dave Meltzer, a very veteran name in the pro wrestling industry um, as far as a writer, a wrestling reporter. He has been following the industry since the 80s and reporting on every single match and That's big right. event. So, yeah, he's, he's definitely a long, long time guy. I have to give Jim Cornette a huge shout out because he mentioned something on his podcast. I was listening to it uh, earlier in the week, right? Mm-hmm. He was talking about how Dave Meltzer back in the day, in the 80s, like you mentioned, he was like the champion for like proper wrestling. Like, you know, because this was when the WWE, if you think about it, was all gimmick, hokey clowns and shit. So okay. he was writing about like your flares. He was the champion of like the workers looking at Japan and oh, who are the top workers, right? Mm-hmm. Which is so weird. Look at him now. He's championing the clowns at AEW. I, I don't know, man. You think about it. I, it's like it is now cool to like the alternative. So he's always been the alternative Right, he reports on the alternative and yeah. shits on the mainstream. So now it has completely turned the other way. I mean, he's never been a big WWE supporter because I remember he rarely gives out his five star matches mm-hmm. to WWE. Like in the entire history of WWE, he only gave five stars two matches. Right, if I'm not wrong, one five star was uh, obviously um, held in a cell between Shawn Michaels and Undertaker back in 1997. Yeah, and the next one was CM Punk John Cena in 2011 Money in the Bank. I can say that these awards are obviously they're subject they're voted on it's not like yeah. a panel of experts it's um, fans of the newsletter so it's already a very narrow fan base people who only listen and read his stuff vote on this so mm-hmm. you can understand why the results as they are uh, are as they are so are you is, ready is it is it just fans or are, are there wrestlers and promoters as well that is voting no it's just the readers of the newsletter okay readers okay mm. Got it. so like i mean it's quite obvious why some of these results are they, uh, the way they are so we start off with the luthes slash rick flair award wrestler of the year mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. john moxley okay let's be objective let's okay let's be objective okay why do you think they why do you think he was voted why do you think he, he made it to number one? Objectively, it's because only AEW fans read this shit. No, that's <laughs> that's really why the results are the way they are. I mean, John, really, wrestler of the year, you compare that to Ric Flair and Luthers, John Moxley. Like, okay, what, what feuds the- has he been in 2020 that are so outstanding, other than the Jericho one? In Eddie the whole Kingston? of 2020, he, he was the, the, the AEW World Heavyweight Champion for 10 out of those 12 months, correct? Yeah. So he he defended all of his tit- uh, all his championship ring he won until he dropped it to Kenny Omega. Yeah. So I would say objectively he had a great year. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he, I guess he was the flagship guy, number one guy in AEW for majority of the year. Yeah. My issue is not that he doesn't deserve it. Mm-hmm. My issue is I think there's other people that's more deserving. Mm-hmm. I would say Drew McIntyre had a better year. No, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Like Drew McIntyre for me, like his promos improve drastically his matches great improvement drastically John Moxley's just been doing the same thing over and over and again and his character is just not very compelling I would dare say John Moxley had a better 2019 than 2020 mm. even though he won the title in 2020 
2019 he had killer matches yes. in Japan. Yes. You know, he 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 went to Japan, he had a great G1 climax mm. performance. But, he was um you know, he he had a great match um mm. in AEW that great debut. So he he had all the hype in 2019. 2019 mm. was a culmination, but I guess it was more of like uh okay, let's move sailing all the way. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um This being said, though, like 2020, probably not the best year for pro wrestling to begin with. Everyone yeah. was trying to pivot, trying to figure out how to do things. But yeah, I agree with you that Drew McIntyre should have won this. But you're going to rarely see a WWE wrestler giving their yeah. props in this voting, lah, huh? Let's yeah. be I mean, honest. We, we, we have to put a caveat that the fact that okay, it's a pandemic, we'll take that into account. Uh, secondly, now that you brought it up, we have to take into account that they are. Dave Meltzer's readers. Yeah, they are essentially all like all brainwashed. Okay, brainwashed. Do you is think a harsh WWE? Word. Do you think? Okay, do you think WWE fans would legit subscribe to a wrestling newsletter? They got fucking social media. Yeah, they exactly. watch everything on YouTube. Yeah, whatever poll that they are voting on is the poll that WWE put on their Easter yeah. stories. And of course, then you will have your smart saying, "Ah, they are just a bunch of shit. They, you, you know, they don't know what real wrestling is." So, it is okay. what it is. You, you, you wanna use that line? Mm. I would say then Naito would have had a better year. Okay, yeah, sure. Na- Naito won the double championship last mm-hmm, year. Mm-hmm. He held the title all the way. He dropped it for a while to Evil, but only for like one or two pay-per-view. Yeah. Then he carried all the way until this year's uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Bro, bro, it's quite obvious lah. This Dave Meltzer and his fan base uncutting this uh, Tony Khan's balls like nobody's business because they catered to them. It's, so like it's like a new shiny toy after New Japan. Yeah, it's there. It's a mutually beneficial relationship, if you think about it. Because WWE is never going to give them props or give them the shine, whereas Tony Khan yeah. will. So they should support each other, right? It makes sense. All right, let's move on. Moth, Moth, Alama. I'm so upset that I can't speak. You Most, become Mike Tyson already. Bro. Yeah. Uh, my favorite wrestler, Cole Stone. Um, <laughs> here we go then. Most outstanding wrestler, Kenny Omega. Okay, so this is one of my my biggest question. Mm. What is the difference between wrestler of the year and most outstanding wrestler? I don't know. I, no, okay, Ric Flair award. Maybe it's like the total package. Maybe it's in ring plus like promo skills plus Box gimmick. Office draw. John Moxley is not a fucking. Oh, that's my one F word. Not a box <laughs> office draw. Okay, I'm just going to say he's not. Uh, but I guess I guess the, is that is that what you're trying to say by the difference between the, those awards? Like uh, one is like for overall number one wrestler in wrestling, and then mm. this outstanding wrestler is like he was the best wrestling worker. Is that what you're trying to say? Uh, I don't know. I don't really care because it's just another way to give AEW props. To be honest. Um, I mean, there's no doubt that Kenny Omega is an outstanding wrestler. But in 2020, was he the most outstanding wrestler? Because there was a huge <sighs> chunk before he started his title run. He was kind of like meh. He was here, and he, you know what I mean. He was not here, not there. When he, he was... dropped his ch- uh, tag team championship with uh, Hangman Page, yeah, he had that feud with Hangman Page, and then like maybe like halfway through the year, then he started building up into this current like mm. title collector gimmick, crazy ass, yeah, OG o- OP <laughs> wrestler, yeah. Uh, Very quickly, Div Royalty says WWE fans got the bump. No need newsletter. And Lavin says AEW fans go to WWE pages just to give troll comments, but it gives the WWE more interactions than the <laughs> AEW. That's You're so right, true. Man. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Absolutely right. Bro, bro, Bad Bunny, bro. Bad Bunny is the most outstanding wrestler. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, Stop number it. one, he got a box office draw. Yeah. He draws more than all of wrestling. Yeah. He's like Spotify king. Yeah. Hey, you want to give a very random statistic, bro? Sure. The the season premiere of The Rock's Young Rock uh, TV show mm-hmm. drew 5 million viewers. What? You know what that means, right? What? Both in all of wrestling, all the wrestling TV shows combined, right? Mm. Still pale in comparison to the number of viewers that Young Rock had. I mean, to be fair, to be fair, everyone remembers The Rock from the Attitude Era. This was, I mean, you can't even compare The Rock, like the Attitude Era to the product now on any platform. The Attitude Era wins, right? And then, of course, The Rock is Dwayne Johnson. He's a movie star. The point, the point I guess I'm trying to make is The Rock is bigger than wrestling at this point. <laughs> he's, he's talking about running for president of USA and everything. So, yeah. yeah. Um... I would love for him to run, to be honest. Like, he looks like the kind of guy that puts his 100% in everything. So, you know, if he became president, he would put 100% in that. Hey, bro, like, the bar is so low now, man. Like, <laughs> fucking Trump after Trump is ah. like... Hey. Anyone who's just halfway decent mm. and it's a, it's a good guy, I think it's already a, a win over Trump. Correct. Which is Correct. Joe Biden, lah, basically. Yeah, Joe Biden. <laughs> but uh, anyway... The Rock, from- is, the Rock is not going to have time to work out, though, if he became president. So, maybe he shouldn't, huh? Okay, the, away from politics, right? What I meant is, Young, young Rock, it's just a it's just a comedy show, half an hour TV show mm. has more viewers than wrestling. And we talk about box office draw. Yeah. Is there anyone in wrestling? And I know that WWE has pivoted and tried to make WWE the brand the draw, mm-hmm. right? But like, I don't see anyone who's like a box office draw. Like, okay, his match, no matter what match he's in, will be the one that people sign up and watch the show for. Nope, nobody. Certainly not John Moxley. So anyway, um. Let's move on, I guess. <laughs> okay. This is going to be a fun one. Tag Team of the Year. Bro, do you know who the Tag Team of the Year are? Oh, I think he's... Uh, we, we got foreign frozen for a little bit right there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I can't yeah. sub-zero, bro. <laughs> sub-zero. Uh, we were talking about the Tag Team of the Year. No surprise here. Mm. I mean, they even name a move after the Meltzer man himself. <sighs> The Meltzer Driver. Bucks. Of course it's the Young Bucks. Are you surprised? Okay, wait. Now, here, here, here's me trying to pick logic into it. Mm. Young Bucks only won the title, I think, was it uh, at All Out last year? Uh-huh. Probably, yeah, I think All Out. That was what? In September? Yep. Before that, what were they doing? Bro, this... I would, I would dare say... FTR had a better year yeah. than Young Bucks. Bro, it's very obvious. This is not an objective. I can objectively say this is not an objective list, okay? 
Like, maybe, bro. maybe, maybe they should just cancel this whole um tag team of the year category because there were no tag teams that stood out. Uh, yeah, there wasn't. No, none at there all. Was, there wasn't. I mean, um, hurt business. It's like technically it's a faction. Yeah, it's not a tag team. Yeah, it's not a tag team. Um, street profits held the title go a, a couple of times, mm-hmm. but all not memorable. Unless you're talking about the Viking Raiders and them wow. trading football <laughs> and basketball, and th- th- maybe that's memorable. But <laughs> nah, this is this this award is like the best of the worst. So I mean, pfft, whatever. What's what's what was interesting was when AEW first started out mm. and they, they said they were going to champion tag team wrestling. Sure. Okay. In 2019, the way they highlighted like the Lucha Bros, mm. uh, they had that crazy ass match with Young Bucks at All Out was amazing. Uh, they had the SCU was great. They were the first tag team champions. Which I, I, I like that choice because it's like, um, it's clear that they're not playing favoritism. They're not going to give Young Bucks a title straight away. Yep. They built up another so-called veteran team that deserve it. Mm. Um, Lucha, so- uh, Lucha Soros, Lucha Bro- uh, what do you call it? The Jurassic Express was building up. I felt like that 2019-2020 sweet spot before the pandemic, yeah. they were in a good role. Mm. I, w- I would definitely have to admit. But in 2020 itself, if, even if you look at it objectively, right, Young Bucks didn't have a, a good year, only had a good quarter, last quarter of the year. Yep. <sighs> I mean, look, this goes back to the very first thing I said about AEW when we first started watching Dynamite in their first few episodes. They, instead of, they don't know how to build um, characters, right? They don't know how to build long-term things. They just throw everything out there and then mm-hmm. now they are stuck at the ceiling because they can't go higher and you have a bunch of characters that people don't really care about. So, are you saying that they, they are getting found out? Yeah, like, they are. They, this is the limit of their yeah. so-called they, show attraction yeah like they did well on the indies because you only go to an indie show once in a while you don't go every week you don't watch one on tv every week right mm. now that they have to put out product every single week they're realizing oh shit we we need to not like throw everything out there and then next week what the hell are we gonna do yeah how are you gonna fill out 52 weeks of tv yeah exactly so you now they're starting to realize this uh let's move on then best on interviews okay this one, I can agree. He has, I feel, really good interview skills. It's just that, you know, they dropped the ball out with his booking, Eddie Kingston. Yeah. Yeah, I, this but, one, I can agree. But Eddie Kingston, if you're talking solely about interview skills, yes, he's a great interview. But other than his story with John Moxley, yeah. what has he done since? Nothing. Absolutely zip, zilch, jack, nada. Jack, jack shit. Jack <laughs> shit know? is right. Okay, but let's look at the WWE side of things. Who there is like a compelling... Well, actually, I already know one name like, in my head. Yeah, I, I already have it in my head. So I don't think you're going to say the same thing. Ever since Roman Reigns came back. Oh, oh you were going to go with Roman Reigns. Okay, I was going to oh. go with MVP. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, MVP is a great promo guy. Mm-hmm. But in terms of character, ever since Roman Reigns came back, he has been the most compelling guy yes. on the mic. True that, true that. Um, okay, maybe not. Maybe best character then, because I guess this is best on interview. So, mm, I okay. guess... Technically, yeah. But I mean, I won't argue this. Eddie Kingston is good on interviews. So there you go. I won't argue that. He's good. Mm. But is he the best this year? I don't know. He's the best for this fan base anyway. He's the best in AEW. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Promotion of the year. Gee, I wonder. Okay, let's not even... Is it New Japan? No, fuck no. (laughs) It's AEW. AEW is the new shiny toy that plays back, plays with the, you know fans um best weekly tv show 
NWA power? Fuck off. It's <laughs> AEW Dynamite. Of course, we don't need to go into that because to be honest, AEW Dynamite, they've had good shows, but it's... I, I, I would give that to NXT, honestly. Best weekly TV show. Um, Chat, what do you think? Tell us your best weekly TV show. Like NXT to me is the must watch. Everything else uh, can kind of slip. You know, I would even say, I would even make a case for SmackDown being the best TV show After ever Roman. since Roman Reigns. Yeah, yeah. yeah post-Roman Reigns, right? I think the product has been very, very focused <laughs> and well-stocked in every division. Yes, yes, true. Uh, referee Ryan, how are you doing, man? He just swung by saying, what did I miss? Bro, you miss us talking about AEW Revolution. Now we are talking about the Wrestling Observer um, 2020 Awards. We are putting out in the chat group uh, because uh, we were just talking about the best weekly TV show and the Observer Awards gave it to AEW Dynamite. So roll, do roll, you agree? Roll my or which eyes. TV show do you think deserves that accolade even more. Uh, Lavin says NXT for life. You know, hell yeah. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, let's move on then to pro wrestling match of the year. Referee Ryan also says NXT for life. Okay, pro wrestling match of the year. The Young Bucks versus Adam Page and Kenny Omega, AEW Revolution 2020. Um, it should be up there. But yeah. I don't know if it was a pro wrestling match of the year. You, you know what? If you talk about the best tag team match in this year, mm-hmm. uh, I mean this past year, it was that match. It sure. was even better than the Young Bucks and uh, FTR match for sure. But pro wrestling match of the year? Okay, was there a one-on-one match that was better? I would dare say that there are from even in New Japan, even Wrestle yeah. Kingdom, yeah. there were yeah. better matches. Like but definitely it, NXT, Walter, um, I mean, oh yeah, Volta uh, versus Volta uh? versus Ilya Dragunov. Remember yes, that match? Yes. Holy shit, that match was amazing. Okay. Dave Meltzer, he's a hipster, right? That mm. match would have appealed to him, what? Yeah, but you see, he's a hipster. But like I said, he I I don't want to say he's in gender, but it bodes well for him that he uncut AEW's balls. AEW gives him, you know. The shine, so it it's like a mutually workable relationship. So I'm okay, not surprised I, I, all his you know fans the, also okay, follow him. I, I, I would say the best tag team match this past year was that match, honestly. Okay, yeah, like, sure. Like bell to bell, like for that 20, 30 minutes, like it was it was yeah. just a great story being told. Tag team uh, match, but not the wrestling match of the year. Also, Shadow <laughs> says, "Is this the simp awards?" <laughs> yes, if you simp for uh, AEW, this is it. Yeah, apparently no Maki Ito la on this award, so no nah. simping on our side, unfortunately. Uh, uh, yeah, bro, like in my opinion, it, the, the bias is so clear. It's very clear. <laughs> and like, we are trying to be as objective as possible, even me, right? And it's it shows, like, it shows. Okay, US, Canada, MVP, John Moxley, like whatever. I don't know why this is an award. <sighs> so basically the best American, North American wrestler. La, yeah. That's what you're trying to say, right? Um, yeah, like everyone in NXT probably deserves this better. Let's move on. Japanese, okay, Japanese MVP is Naito. This one, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Naito yeah? had a banner year, definitely in yeah. 2020. Mexico MVP, Ray Phoenix. Ray Phoenix. Uh, Most well-known was- for sure. I don't okay, honestly, I I'm being very honest, I don't really know a lot of Mexican wrestlers mm. in like Lucha Libre right now. Um Ray Phoenix definitely in terms of the new generation, one of the most well known. So Wait, hold on. What about Dominic Mysterio? Okay, no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> if anything, he should be United States MVP or I mean not MVP, but he's not in that category. Lah. Because he Bro, grew he grew up maybe, in the US. Maybe promising newcomer. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Um, Europe MVP, Volta. Yes. That one cannot. No, no questions about that. Uh, the Hodge Award. I don't know what the Hodge Award is, the non heavyweight MVP. Mm. Uh, Takahashi, non heavyweight MVP. So uh, okay, okay. I think that I think they're referring referring to Don 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 Hodge. Mm-hmm. So Don Hodge is a very well known. I think in the sixties he was like a very uh, well critically acclaimed wrestler who wasn't a heavyweight. Ah, okay. So he's like a middleweight or basically he's like the Melenko award lah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, ta- sure. Takahashi, he's a great cruiserweight. So I yeah, mean, yeah. Well, yeah, sure, not? sure. It's not Adam Cole. I'm sure it's not friggin' um. Uh, what's his face? Johnny Gargano. None of those guys. Yeah, why would, Finn Balor. Yeah, Finn Balor. Nah, fuck those guys, man. Uh, <laughs> all right. Interestingly enough, well, I mean, okay, and this is the funny one because it's like even AEW fans realize that their women's division sucks balls. Uh, women's, <laughs> so they have nobody to vote for, right? Women's wrestling MVP, Bailey. Hmm. Okay, so here's my question. Yeah. Who had a better year, Bailey or Sasha Banks? Uh, I I say Bailey. I think that in terms of evolving her character and just being a really good heel, like mm. you never expected Bailey to become all of a sudden the most irritating Karen ever, mm. right? But ding dong, she did it. Yeah, nice. I like that. I like mm. what you did there. Mm. Bro, I the most you're right. Like I didn't realize for him to for her to turn into a heel, she just had to be a Karen. Yeah, yeah. And and here's the thing. I don't think Sasha's rise would have been quite as good if not for having Bailey be the heel. You're right. And yeah. um I guess and this is maybe just me comparing, mm-hmm. but from the Broken Skull sessions, right? I was sold on Bailey more than Sasha Banks. Yeah. Yeah. If you watch the both interviews, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um I I just love how Bailey now, uh, she technically have two completely different characters that she has mastered, both of them. Yep, the hugger and now the ding-dong Bailey. Yeah, and, and like, if nothing else, Sasha Banks evolved her character, but it's more or less the same character. Yeah, yeah. But but not a lot of wrestlers in history uh, mm. have gotten two characters over, yep. you know? True. Not count, not counting Mick Foley lah. He fucking everything <laughs> over lah. You know, like uh, even okay, like if you look at it in the current landscape, mm. I would say maybe Finn Balor. Yep. Finn Balor got turned the Prince, the Demon over, um, Bray Wyatt to a certain extent got got the initial Eater of Worlds over for a period of time. Speaking of the Bray Finn, Wyatt, let me just quickly bring up that Bray Wyatt is on this list somewhere, and you will be surprised where he fits on this list. But yes, please carry on. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Uh, yeah, but what? But I think I think it's I had to give credit. Okay, now I'm giving credit to the Wrestling Observer Award for them to for them to recognize Bailey's uh mm-hmm. banner year because she carried the wrestling division through the pandemic. So bro, don't forget that, bro. Is it a case of they are actually giving her credit or AEW literally has nobody? That yeah, that's for sure. I mean, definitely, like, they have no. Who? They fucking have nobody. Who? Who? Right? Thunder Rosa. Friggin' uh, Nyla Ro- No, none of them, like, have stood out at all. Hikaru Shida, no. So, yeah, this only makes okay. sense. Okay, um, do, do you agree? Do you mm. agree that the women's division in WWE, this, is, this includes NXT, eh, mm. is the best in the world right now? Say, say that again, in NXT? No, the women's division in the whole WWE, like the whole women's roster in WWE, yeah, yeah. in terms of like star studdedness, you know, appeal and blah, 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 is the best in all of wrestling right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, of course. 
Well, yeah, even even the ones in Japan, I don't think like they can yeah. hold a candle in terms of the popularity. Even mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in terms of the yeah technical skills, maybe some are better, but like across the board, this stack means a stack division. I'm not even talking about the girls that is can currently out right now, like mm. Becky Lynch, yeah. Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Oh my God, Becky Lynch. When is she coming back? I don't know, man. I have <sighs> no idea. All right, let's move on now to the next awards. This is a strange one, and I guess because. Dave Meltzer does report MMA as well, but best box office draw, Conor McGregor, like not no links, yeah? Like, yeah, duh, the guy makes like a million dollars a fight. And then what, you're going to compare him to John Moxley? Okay. What the fuck? This, this is interesting. He said it's Conor McGregor, right? Yeah. But if you look at 2020, Conor McGregor only had one match, which is that Donald Cerrone match with the, um, mm. in January, right? He's probably, yeah, I mean, to be fair though, he probably made more in that one match than John Moxley does. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's for sure. Okay, so I guess, okay, I think if she, he's looking at overall combat sports, mm. mixed martial arts, professional wrestling sports entertainment, then yeah. But to compare an MMA, like, I, I know, like, you know, a, a celebrity, like a draw is a draw, but to compare a Conor McGregor to like a, a Chris Jericho, it doesn't make sense. For me, what would have been much better if they're going to follow like the theme of this award is to say the best box office wrestling draw. Yeah, yeah. But then again, how how do you know how much Drew makes? How do you know how much Roman Reigns makes? So this is a stupid, uh, yeah. stupid yeah, it's category. Hard, it's hard because it, it, at least last time you can base it on the crowds yeah, yeah. and now the box like, office gate. But mm. now I don't know. Yeah. Uh, feud of the year. <sighs> Uh, I, I cannot. Know, I saw. Hey, okay, I saw this. I bro, saw this, and I bro, was very surprised. I swear, like we talked about how I'm just gonna limit my f bombs to one a stream, and then I've already dropped four because we're talking about AEW. It's an AEW heavy stream, right? But John Moxley versus Eddie Kingston. Get the fuck out of here! Like what the what? Oh, there is absolutely no objective way, even if you are an AEW fan. Even in AEW itself, even if this was just the AEW Awards, that shouldn't even be there. Agree? Yeah, bro. It's not even a top five feud of AEW. Yeah, let alone feud of the year. Of the year. They literally fought each other once or twice. They argued with look, each other. I looked through like the list uh, of uh, winners of this award. Yeah. Like, over- with the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For the last 20 years, 30 years, 10 mm. years, right? Mm. In the 80s, it was Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. Sure, yeah. Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart. Yeah. Stone Cold The Rock. Yeah. Hell, even John Cena, CM Punk was sure. on this list. And in 2020, One. John Moxley, Eddie Kingston. Hey, stop it lah. Yo, stop it. Like, Bro. this is the most... Bro. This is the most telling one. It's like, okay, you think this is an objective list? Uh-uh. John Moxley versus Eddie Kingston. So, yeah. N- nothing to say there. Let's move on, I guess. I know this is not John Moxley's idea because John Moxley is not going to ask for this kind of accolade. No, no. He doesn't care about this kind of stuff. But the fact that it's so obvious that that fan base is so, like, just... They, they only watch this one product. Oh, everything... WWE sucks. Oh, AEW is the best. Like, Oh, my God. I don't know what to say, man. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, bro... 
bro, what about Randy Orton and Edge? Yeah. What about Randy Orton, Drew McIntyre? Mm-hmm. Even though, yes, it went a bit long. But, yeah. but it was a great. What about, this is my pick, mm-hmm. Roman Reigns, Jey Uso. Oh, uh, I like very hipster pick, but I like I like that. Wait, isn't that this year though, not last year? No, this this past year lah, twenty twenty lah. I guess, I guess. But uh, what, what I mean is like, if you talk about feud rivalry of the year, right? Yeah. The story behind that feud, mm. the matches that they had, every single match was badass. What? So you're saying that John Moxley, Chris Jericho wasn't a good feud? Yeah. Okay. Even. Okay, if you're, okay, if you're talking about AEW, yeah, yeah, yeah AEW John Moxley itself. and Chris, Chris Jericho was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I might even dare say, and this is actually something that I'm very surprised didn't win mm. on, on AEW side, Inner Circle versus uh, uh, the Elite. There you go. To me, that match that they had, like the Stadium Stampede, was an awesome match, and it was a build up to a lot of feud because each each member <sighs> had a feud with each other, and it built up. Mm. It, it it just seems to me like there are a lot of people here just trying to be cool. Trying to be hip, hipster, and Wrong this choice, is <laughs> why we have these freaking winners. All right, most improved winner, Britt Baker. I'm not going to argue about that. Yeah, um, yep. uh, in AEW, yes. Yeah, in AEW, most charismatic, MJF. Okay, not going to argue that as well. Yeah, mm. yeah. This he, is a funny. She should win every year, man. <laughs> ah, I don't know about that. Um, the okay, this is funny. The Brian Danielson Award, <laughs> as in Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. Best technical wrestler. See, here's the thing. I guess they came out with this award because Daniel Bryan did retire, but then he came out of retirement and he's an active wrestler. The winner is Zack Saber Jr. You know who came in at number two? Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. He can't even <laughs> win his own fucking award. Oh, that's like fucking funny, yeah. That is, that is funny. like um, that's like Chris Jericho coming out with the money in the bank, but never winning money in the bank before. Right. Um. So yeah, I mean, I I can't say I've watched a lot of Zack Saber Jr. this year, so. <laughs> Okay, Zack Sabre Jr. had an amazing G1 Climax. That was the only time that I kind of like was really focused on New Japan wrestling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, um, Zack Sabre Jr. is a great technical wrestler. Even though if I were to put him in um, like NXT, mm-hmm. I think he might have a few people who is like that mm-hmm. might match up to him really, really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You know who I want to win this match in the future? This title? For who? Uh, I, I believe someone like Drew Gulak can win this very easily. I believe someone like Shaq Gable, given the right mm. uh, match type, could win this. Um, Timothy Thatcher. Timothy Thatcher. A lot of the NXT folk yeah, yeah. could step um, up and win that one. Um, but I mean, yeah, like, it's all voted on. So no, nothing from the WWE is ever going to win this. Um, next mm. one, Bruder Bros, eh, eh, Bruder Brozilla, Bruiser Brody Memorial Award, the best brawler. Care to guess? Lance Archer? No, not Lance. John Moxley, again. This one oh. I'm not so offended with. Like he is like technically one of the better brawlers yeah. out there. Yeah, but... that, I mean, there, there is his style. Uh. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? I won't be surprised. Like twenty years ago, Stone Cold would have won this. Oh yeah, 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 I think so. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Stone uh, Cold in 1997 would have won the Brian Danielson Award. <laughs> and Stone Cold in 2000 would be the best brawler. Yes, yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay, the best flying wrestler, Ray Phoenix. Mm, okay. Yeah, Ray Phoenix. Bro, Ray Phoenix, right, is really the evolution of Ray Mysterio, though. Really, mm. really. I've seen some of the things that he's done. It's crazy, man. But then Ray Mysterio doesn't botch quite as much. <laughs> Maybe he needs to learn how to speak English. La. <laughs> <laughs> then, he, then he know how to actually like, hey, get out of the way, get out of the way. I, I find it funny that the award is called Best Flying and not Best High Flyer. So technically, even if Ray, miss, uh, Ray Phoenix does botch stuff, he's still flying. He just miss. 
it's technically yeah. still flying so it works <laughs> that's a good analogy bro mm. okay uh, to get fly here we go most overrated okay this okay <sighs> this is quite divisive all right and i'm not surprised that this audience didn't like this character but bray wyatt now we've talked about how we enjoy the bray um the fiends work bray wyatt's work right um isn't this just a case of AEW hardcores hating on wwe I wouldn't say he's the most overrated wrestler in all of wrestling. Mm. I can name at least three people who in WWE who's more overrated than him. Sure, go ahead. Uh, Braun Strowman. Okay. <laughs> agree, right? Um, fucking agree, right? No, yes, maybe. Bro, he acts like he's like fucking... Like he's no, like okay. a big deal. But you see, that's just an issue of booking. They've booked him so poorly. I feel like they're... Punishing him or something. Okay, well, how will you define overrated then in wrestling? Like, there's a lot of buzz about them, but they aren't really that good. But like, you know, they, Bray Wyatt is a character character. He found that sweet spot where he doesn't even need to wrestle. He can just do vignettes and not hurt himself, you know? So I don't know, maybe people are salty about that. But like, you're talking about overrated. Like, all you, you know need who, to do you is know who, look... You know who you would vote for? Everyone in AEW. I can even hazard a guess specifically who you will vote for. Go. Cody. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, that would be my vote. Okay. Uh, Highly wear, of wrestling has I more know. than one uh, whatever legacy family. Shut the fuck up. Okay, you know who I will vote for? And and it's it surprises even me. What? Who? I would think John Moxley is overrated. <gasps> I actually would agree with you. <laughs> oh my god. Yes. Bro, this, but this is against me last year because I remember in 2019, we did the 2019 awards, mm-hmm. Kick Through God Awards last year. Yeah. And I voted John Moxley as my best res- best wrestler. Right. Because well, he had a crazy year. Which, but then just overexposure in 2020, man. Yeah, yeah. Not only overexposure, but the idea that they are like selling him as this amazing, like, you know, he's the champion. They keep putting all the shine on him, but he hasn't done anything really that outstanding. So actually, you know what? More than Cody, I will agree with you. At least Cody is like trying to put over young talent. Mox mm. is like, uh, so yeah, I actually will agree Mox with you. Mox was, wasn't even the best wrestler in the shield. I mean, <laughs> true. So I guess he had to leave the promotion to get his own shine. Yeah. So but, yeah, overrated, I would say John Moxley, man. Yeah. Um, I would, the reason why I wouldn't say The Fiend is mm. because The Fiend was so smart enough to like use this gimmick that he doesn't even actually have to wrestle. He probably... The Finn has never had a television match the entire time he has been The Finn. He's only had a match when as Bray Wyatt wrestling on TV. Yeah. So you uh, cannot say he's overexposed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in terms of overratedness, um, yeah, he, he's not the best wrestler. Yeah. But his character is one of the most compelling on TV. Bro, you know what? This is, I mean, we've talked about this a million times already. It's a bunch of fans who don't like WWE and everyone's talking about The Fiend. So, oh, most overrated lah. There you go. So anyway, yeah. Call for Dave Meltzer. Man. Well, I mean, it is his newsletter. Uh, Referee Ryan says, I thought Young's most overrated would be the Young Bucks. Oh yeah, they're definitely there. But I've said this close. before. I've said this before. It's not like they're incapable of good match. I'm not saying that they are lousy wrestlers. Not by a long shot. Remember, we watched a Young Bucks match once and I had nothing but good things to say about it. They had psychology, blah, blah, blah. It's just that they've been wrestling this indie style for so long. It's like, they just want high spot, high spot, high spot. And, and none of the booking makes sense it, as yeah. it relates to them. So anyway. Uh, maybe, most, maybe most overrated tech team, perhaps. <laughs> okay, there you go. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. With all the hype. 
they have. Ugh. Anyway, most underrated. Okay, this is a mm. weird one. And I'm curious. I'm this, curious. This could be said about a lot of wrestlers, to be honest. Uh, Ricochet. Mm, ricochet. You know what? Hmm? Actually, I agree. But I wouldn't say he's the only one. Like, if you want to talk about underrated, um, where 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 is Alistair Black on this list? Yeah. Well, has he been injured or what? What happened to him? No, he just left out of TV, bro. He got after the whole Zelina Vega thing happened. He got drafted to SmackDown. Oh, yeah. And he doesn't done shit since he was in SmackDown. Poor guy. Oh my god. Yeah. Um. Okay, I guess the whole idea of being underrated is people don't give him enough props. But I feel like the indie wrestling scene or the internet wrestling community does give him props. So I don't think he's underrated. You're talking about Ricochet? Yeah. Like, underrated would be someone, to me anyway, what underrated, What how I understand that word is like someone who doesn't get a lot of props but actually is putting a lot of work in. And you know who I would pick as the most underrated? Mm, in WWE? WWE. Cesaro? Uh, no. Uh, actually, yeah, he would rank up there. Look, I, you know, I don't, I, I purpose, like, here's the thing. I'm not going to pick someone for AEW because everyone in AEW thinks that everyone in AEW, all the wrestlers are great. And mm-hmm. just not getting their shine in the WWE. Actually, it makes sense that they picked the WWE guy because to AEW fans, oh, WWE misuses their talent, which they do. But it's not surprising that they picked a WWE guy. To me, the most underrated is The Miz. Mm. Like when you talk about someone who really doesn't get props, mm. I would, you know what? I I agree. I yeah. agree. Yeah, like honestly, he, the the miss has been like consistently great at what he does since yeah. 2016. But people still shit on him when he wins the title. Oh, he doesn't deserve it. Stuff like that, you know. Like I would rank Baron Corbin as well up there, but yeah. I don't think he's like had that sort of pivotal moment yet. But The Miz did. He, essentially, if you think about this current title scene, right? He is the pivot. Like, you couldn't have Drew drop it to Lashley. You had to give it to somebody that people wanted or would buy as, like, a chicken shit. I want to see him lose. And that had to be The Miz. Yeah. Yeah, you brought a great point, bro. Mm. Um, And, like, it's sad that he, he lasted for only a week. But, you know what? I would say the one guy that kind of He's finally getting his just due now. Mm-hmm. But I think he's been underrated for a long time. It's Lashley. Mm. So it's like he an uh, uh, underrated guy giving props to another underrated guy. You know? yeah. um, he would say, I would say he's the most deserving of being a champion for a very long time. Actually, ever since he came back, 2018, when he had his whole like, um, Lashley, Lashley. Nah. Like, when he, he first came back, got to the main roster, I thought he was just straight away going to fight Roman Reigns, straight yeah. away going to fight Brock Lesnar straight away. I and, think, but he floundered, man, for, for a while. Well, I think that is because he just needed the right mouthpiece. And now yeah. he has the perfect mouthpiece and in faction MVP. in MVP, right? Leo just Rush had, was just annoying. He just had to wait like three years lah, for, yeah, yeah, for MVP yeah. to come back to WWE. Uh, Div Royalty uh, uh, agrees, saying The Miz is awesome. Nice, nice, nice. Good and, to know, good to know. Yes, Corbin is too good as a heel. So there you go. Um, but I don't disagree uh, that Ricochet is not given the love that he deserves. Um, no, well, he I first... mean, but here's the thing: this is the most underrated, not most underused category. That's a good. That's a good way of framing that, bro. Yeah, that's so, a good way. And not... and you've heard my criticisms about Ricochet before. Like beyond an awesome selling guy, what is he? Uh, fly, high flyers <laughs> are a dime a dozen. You know, it's a lot. 
Latino. See, I don't even. Wait. I don't think he's even Latino. He's like black. I think. Yeah. yeah what the hell? He just mm. changed his race all of a sudden. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, Dave Royalty brings up a very good one. I was thinking about him as well. John Morrison. Mm. This one is underrated and underused. Both. <laughs> You know what's interesting? Mm. 10 years ago, everyone was saying that John Morrison is going to be the breakout star between The Miss and John Morrison. Yeah. Now, he's the underrated guy and The Miss is a superstar. Yeah. Wow. But- Still an underrated superstar. But remember last week, we were talking about John Morrison and why he just fundamentally cannot make it to that next level. Yeah. Because, because of his character. Because he, the way he... He 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 feels like a performer than a fighter, than yeah. a wrestler, you know? Like, even The Miss is more of a... Fight like I can believe his move set more so than John Morrison. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe John Morrison needs to fight in a hardcore match against like a brawler, like fucking yeah. somebody who can beat his like he needs to fight Brock Lesnar or something and then survive. Yeah, oh, no. and do some <laughs> cool parkour moves and dazzle people maybe. Yeah, but they have to make it believable. Okay, rookie of the year is an interesting one, and he is like literally a proper rookie. Because he's not a wrestler and he became a wrestler for one or two matches. Pat McAfee. You know, I, I, I like that choice. Yeah, I won't argue with that because to be honest, like when you say rookie of the year, right? A lot of these wrestlers have been wrestling in the indies for many, many years. Technically, they're not rookies. Mm-mm-mm. But Pat McAfee literally picked up wrestling probably like this past year. Yeah. Hey, maybe- and just like killed it, man. Yeah. Uh, I won't uh, disagree with this one. This one's actually a good choice. Can you imagine 2021 awards? Rookie of the year. Shaq. <laughs> hey, hey. You know, I gotta give props to Shaq. Uh, if, for those of you who didn't watch AEW today, so he had a match, right? Tag mm. team match uh, with Jade Cargill against uh, Cody and uh, the one that looks like uh, Brandy, but it's not Brandy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like she, he literally just copy paste another black woman that looks like my wife yeah uh, because brandy got you know pregnant so yeah. she got wrestled so she just filled in um yeah, but, yeah but, he took a uh, big table bump he had he, he had a great performance. i mean for his limitations mm-hmm. he was really entertaining as a big man heel he 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 gave a sweet power bomb to cody yeah you know um and yeah he took that badass bump so, at the side so um, i'm surprised that he took that bump so question uh, Why? Job, why is an attraction like him on a free show? Why is he not on Revolution? Well, obviously, the the story of that match is not him. It's yeah. the girl. Is they are making Jake Cargill? Jake Cargill um, is not on Revolution as well. Look, the point of paying for a pay per view is to see things that we will not see on free TV. Correct. So why would you put Shaq, who is a draw, like he's an NBA legend, you know, and he's wrestling? Why would you have him on the show before the pay per view? That makes zero sense whatsoever. You Are they what? trying to just beat NXT at this point? I think that makes sense, and I will explain to you why. Okay. Okay. If you are a Shaq fan mm-hmm. and you're curious to watch him wrestle, why would you want to pay? Like you are, you're not a wrestling fan. I'm just talking. You're just a casual yeah. fan. You're a basketball fan. You like Shaq, and then suddenly you hear, "Hey, Shaq is gonna wrestle." And then what if I tell you, "Oh, yeah, yeah, you wanna watch him wrestle? You go pay twenty nine ninety." That's like for fuck. Yeah, I'm a fan of him, but I'm not gonna pay money to watch him wrestle. <laughs> it's gonna be shit, what? But right. the curiosity factor is still there. Therefore, maybe AEW is thinking, you know what? Put it on free TV, mm-hmm. but put it on the show right before their big pay per view. Mm. So then you go and watch first match already AEW on Dynamite is really that Shaq match. Yeah. So like this casuals all like oh okay 
nice. I can watch it very fast. See what's up. Then I say, fuck off. Uh. Then I go and I watch. And then, okay, he's entertaining. He's interesting. Okay. And then in the, throughout the course of the rest of the uh, the match or, or the show itself, they're hyping the pay-per-view for okay. revolution. I get, I get your idea, but also there is a flaw in this booking. If that were the case, then you put your draw, which is Shaq, right? You put it mm-hmm. in the middle or the end, not at the freaking start. That makes zero, zero, bro, zero stre- uh, 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 sense whatsoever. Because if you're going to sell something, you're going to sell it like, yes, yeah, Shaq is going to have his very first match. Shaq is going to be in action, but you don't know when. Not the very first match. If you want people to tune in and be like, oh, when is Shaq coming on? You don't tell them when Shaq is coming on. You put it somewhere in the middle or the end of the card so people are forced to watch from the start. And then while they're watching, that's when you put in your other stuff to sell the pay-per-view. So even by that logic... It's it's poorly booked. I I don't disagree with that. Mm. I don't I don't disagree that they should have put that as a main event as opposed to the big money mat match. Yeah, like wow, <laughs> you know wow. I mean? that ended in a big small. Yeah, like like I would I would definitely have wanted to have that Jake Cargill mm-hmm. uh, that dream match as like one of the main selling points of the show. But my problem is, and and this goes back to AW's booking. Yes, shakes the draw. Uh, that might open up new eyes to watch this particular episode. Yep. There may be opportunity for them to promote the pay-per-view. But his feud with Cody doesn't lead to any highlight of a match that Cody is going to be in, mm. which is the face of the revolution match, yep. right? No, nothing to do with it. You know what would make more sense? If on commentary, instead of Scorpio Sky commentating on the other match, he should be commentating on this match. Oh, yeah. So yeah. going to be... At least there's some promotion to the match, uh, so it's I guess I guess it's it's a good uh, showcase of Shaq, but for what purpose to what end? A bit of a waste, bro. This goes back to the whole booking of AEW. It's rubbish. It's just they they're just throwing shit out there to see what sticks. There's you know, no real plan here. You know what this reminds me of? What? Remember that one random episode of Dynamite where Mike Tyson came out? Yeah, 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 yeah. Never to be seen again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is exactly it. Didn't they sell that though? They promoted that, right? They promoted him appearing on and Ah, okay, now I know double or nothing. Yeah. Was when they debuted the TNT Championship and Mike Tyson was the yeah. one that was debuting it. And when he showed up, it was the last segment of the um of the free show. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe Shaq had prior engagements. He can only be here till this time, so he better do the first. Whatever it yeah. is, it was just to me, it was just not it just made zero sense. And you know yeah, what? Yeah. You know what? I actually watched AEW late today. So most people are not going to tune in exactly nine on the dot. When I tuned in, freaking that match was over already. So I'm like, that's so dumb. You had a headliner match. You should have put it somewhere in the middle so people can... Anyway. Oh my God. But do you admit that one of the reasons that you watched Dynamite today, you also were curious to see that Shaq match? Actually, no, not really. I didn't care. No, okay. So you just watched just for the sake of watching AEW. Yeah, for the sake of watching. Like To me, it's like, okay, yeah, Shaq is a legend basketball player but at this point it's like uh not as relevant as let's say if he did this when he was still playing with the orlando magic yeah yeah or whatever. uh oh well but all, all, all i all i can all i can say is i was a bit disappointed there wasn't any paul white running oh, to face well Shaq. i mean hopefully that could be a pay-per-view down the line paul white versus Shaq. i mean they've talked about it for years right yeah yeah they uh, should, uh, let's move on best non-wrestler Taz, all right, as a faction leader, I suppose that works. Okay. Then, on the very, very, very same token, I would say MVP. But MVP is a wrestler. 
Mm. He wrestled hey. last year, so it doesn't count. Who else would have been a great personality? Mm. Mm. Tony Khan. Oh, God. <laughs> Don't worry. Tony Khan is still coming on this list. Okay, this is the mo- this is literally the worst, most egregious... Okay, maybe this is not the most egregious uh, bias, but best TV announcer. <sighs> really? Guess. Okay. Who? Guess. Well, you can't be giving a middle finger to Tony Schiavone because he was a great no, uh, no. announcer. Oh my God, I know what. Who? I know who. Who? Excalibur, is it? Oh yeah, of course. No wonder you give middle finger. The Smarks <laughs> love X. He is the voice of the Smarks. You gotta give the people what they want. Go, yeah, give them proper commentary. How about that? Um, Bro, he, NXT even I think even in NXT way better already has surpassed yeah so, fucking... and, like, I, and this is not me trying to uncut WWE's balls you know I'm a fan and everything but like I dare say uh, most even the freaking uh, what's that Vic Joseph is better than Excalibur for crying yeah, out loud I think Vic Joseph is really modeling himself after Mauro Ronaldo in a good way like he's taking a lot of things that Mauro Ronaldo probably invented him yeah 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 um, actually, I he just looks and sounds like a Michael Cola, to be honest, who is criminally underrated, by the way. Talking about underrated, right? I don't know mm-hmm. why people shit on Michael Cole so much. I think uh, in about 20 years when Michael Cole retires, people will mm. be like looking back going, oh man, Michael Cole was awesome. You know, most people forgot that Michael Cole was also part of Attitude Era. And yeah. he actually called a lot of great moments in yeah. Attitude Era. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. obviously everyone has sort of a learning curve and he, maybe he was like this nerdy... Fella to begin with, and then people like always, you know, make fun of him. But like, he's also been part of a lot of storylines. He's turned heel. <laughs> he's made okay. He's made a lot of iconic calls. Yeah. A lot of people forgot that the one where mankind won his first title Mm-mm-mm. was Michael Cole yeah. calling the, sh- the the match. Uh, Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle main event at WrestleMania mm-hmm. was Michael Cole and Tess. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He was a voice a lot of back, uh, very great moments, and people forget. Or take him for granted because he's been there for a very, very yeah. long time. And he he is very good at setting up the scene. He's very good at leading Corey Graves in because that's his partner now. And Corey Graves is another one that's really, really good. Yeah. Uh, you know someone who's really, really good? Mm. Uh, even though he's like very recent to the commentary, commentary booth? Mm-hmm. Uh, Samoa Joe. Oh my God, yes. Actually, I would put Samoa Joe right there as best TV announcer. I mean, okay, maybe TV announcer needs to be like a play-by-play guy and Samoa yeah. Joe is more of a color. Yeah. But um, why I like Samoa Joe a lot is, I guess when he's, he reminds me of, um, who, who's who's that heavyweight, uh, Daniel Cormier on UFC uh, commentary. Yeah. Like he is the equivalent. Why I say so is like, He's that veteran voice, uh, veteran wrestler who became a commentator who you will trust his expertise. Yes. You're, because of that, you're interested to see his insight into certain things and yeah. all that. And you know when he gets really excited or mm. like he's hyping up, right? He has this very aggressive, like like almost like guttural call. Like, yeah. uh, and he's coming with yeah. the kick. And, and I kind of I like it. It's a signature almost. And he's actually funny. He's very funny. He has these one-liners that are witty. Oh my God. He would just throw it in there and they just put uh, Byron Sexton down. Byron Sexton is there, there to be a uh, punching bat. La. Bro, bro, do you remember this call? I can't remember which exact episode of it. Yeah. But last year, right, he made a reference to Wendy on commentary. Is it? 
Okay, I can't remember exactly when. Um, but I think it was something to do with like AJ Styles. I think around the Undertaker feud. Mm. Uh, I I this one I can't remember. But uh, he, he there was this situation where AJ Styles got injured or got sent home or something. Huh. And then he was saying like, you know, we wish uh, AJ Styles a speedy recovery. And I hope you know he's having great, spending great quality time with his wife. And then right, <laughs> Tom Phillips or what continued talking lah. Yeah. And then uh, and then Samoa just just stared at the camera and just was smiling like yeah I hope he's doing well with his wife they're like <laughs> throwback throwback I was throwback. like this motherfucker Wendy <laughs> oh Wendy you know what I mean like, like, like I like his that sadistic like yeah. that, that wink at the camera kind of vibe yeah. because we know he's a badass remember yeah. when he stood up for uh, Dominic Mysterio yeah yeah he totally sold it it totally worked um, it, yeah yeah so yeah. I would I would put a multitude of people there ahead of Excalibur, even Tony Schiavone, who, when he first started, I will say this, when Tony Schiavone first um, uh, got added to the commentary booth, right, he, he felt like he was like not here, not there. But now mm-hmm. he's actually, I feel, the glue that holds this three-man team together. Yeah. Like yeah. you have think- JR, the old veteran, you have Excalibur, the, the smart machine, and you have Tony Schiavone, the play-by-play guy, the, the I- guy who I- sets up everything. I think Tony Giovanni is like AEW's Michael Cole in a way. Yeah. Like he's the guy that kind of, because he doesn't just do commentary, like he's going to the ring, conducting mm. interviews, mm. you know, he's doing a lot of like promo and hyping up matches. Yeah. I like his voice because his voice is very steady, bro. Yeah. Like you feel comfortable with his voice. So I'm, I'm happy for him that he's get he's gotten this second chance in wrestling. It's Sting. Okay, anyway. Yeah, that, that one is cute. Lah, but yeah. you know what's my favorite interaction with him, which I which I wish there was more of? What's that? Whatever he did with Britt Baker. Lah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was funny stuff. Okay, yeah, let's yeah. move on. Worst TV. TV announcer Ugh, and yeah going back to the whole underrated Michael Cole shut up stop it alright this this is not be, me being a WWE fanboy Michael Cole is criminally underrated and we will miss him when he stops calling the action uh, why not Dio Madden <laughs> he lasted uh, oh. for like fucking three weeks or four weeks and kena kill off and uh, brought license and now part of retribution you mean um, what's his name now Mesa, 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 Mesa. Huh? Mace, yeah. yeah. Um, worst TV announced. I'm sure there are a lot worse. You know, I, I'm, I'm. Have you watched Impact? Holy shit! Uh, Josh Matthews. I don't think Josh Matthews, Matthew, Matthew Matthews is that bad, but his wife is kind of rough. No, but, but he's she's new lah. So yeah, yeah I guess. Uh, Beth Maybe, Phoenix is improving a little bit, but still a little bit rough. Maybe two years ago, I would have said Renee Young. Oh, not be. And not because she's a bad announcer. Mm-hmm. I just think she's very ill-suited to the role. Yeah, yeah. She's a much better like analyst. Yeah, or like a interviewer. Host or what. Yeah. You know why? Because if like you have iconic moments or like very mm. intense matches, I just can't imagine her her voice being the one that is like calling all these yeah. like bloody or violent moments. You know what I mean? True, it just true. Doesn't, doesn't um, really ring. Uh. Like, let me draw a parallel. It's like having Howard. Hey, no, not Howard. Uh, having Mean Gene as a commentator. If you think about yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Binjin doesn't no. work as a commentator. But, he's never done that. Yeah. Job. But as a backstage interviewer. Amazing. Legend. All right. Let's move on. Huh. Best wrestling show or best major wrestling show, AEW Revolution from last year. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Whatever. Okay. Uh, AEW Revolution was a great it was, right, it was. It was. It was good. It was good. Um, but yeah. La, I don't know what else they're comparing it to. Um, yeah, I don't you know, know about, what? Uh, I would say WWE's best wrestling show last year. Yeah. To me, it's Royal Rumble. Isn't Rumble in January though? Yeah lah. We're talking about 2020, right? 
Oh, la- is in last. Oh yeah, yeah, the one where uh, Drew won. Yeah, the the very well booked Royal yes, Rumble match. Yes, yeah, I agree. I agree. Actually, yeah, that's a very good point. And the and the fan, the fans there, it just returned. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even even some of like the undercut matches were great, man. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I miss worst major wrestling show. Okay, this one Super we can... Super Showdown. Let me yeah. guess. Yeah, we can all agree on this. Uh. Yeah. Super Showdown. There you go. <laughs> Bro, fuck no new, that. Don't, don't, don't you talk. Don't you talk. Fuck that. Okay, this is just a stupid category. Best Wrestling Maneuver. Kenny Omega's One Winged Angel. Okay, no need to talk about. Because it's like, what? There are like a million in one. How about a punch? Huh? Right hand. That's a good Wrestling Maneuver. If done well. Any Wrestling Maneuver when done well is a good. So to have a category for this is like... Self wang. Anyway, uh, most disgusting promotional tactic. Okay, this is another like, oh, let's shit on the WWE as much as possible. Let's try to be as hipster as possible. WWE firing people during a pandemic, during a year where they were setting profit records. Okay, first of all, it's by promotional tactic. I mean, I I guess they mean tactic or thing Something that, that they did prom- in the promotion. A promotion has done because they didn't promote the fact that they fired people it just happened right yeah um you know what uh, i thought the definition of it and to bring up your point is that they were doing something like promoting a match or an event and they did something that is like dastardly like like distasteful like they exploited someone's death yeah to promote you know so this to me doesn't make sense it's just a yeah like most shitty behavior like what yeah okay, yeah, okay. it's fucked up yes what WWE was fucked up mm. but it's not a promotional tactic going yeah. by their definition right yeah 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 so uh it, you know what you know what's a more pro- disgusting promotional tactic uh i, I would say <laughs> oh you know what but WWE, but AEW will not be mentioned about this because they are so high and mighty right what carrying on the Matt Hardy semi Guevara match, even though Matt Hardy had a concussion. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. That's never gonna pop up on this list. Yeah, but so. that, that is like legitimately, objectively fucked up. Yeah, it is true. Uh, worst TV show: WWE Raw. Roll my eye. Worst, uh, but well, I, I mean, I don't disagree that Raw sucks can be fucked up sometimes. Yes. Uh, last year, especially start of the pandemic, when they were trying so to, hard. yeah, so there were watch, true, man. true, true. There were some really rough shows. But yeah. then again, there were rough shows all across the board. So, have they watched an episode of Impact? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? Even now, Impact is struggling. So, um, holy crap! Yeah. Anyway, worst match of the year: Braun Strowman versus The Fiend. Swamp fight from the horror show at Extreme yeah. Rules. Okay, this was pretty bad. Yes. Yeah. Let's agree. Okay. You know what? It's a. It's a. It's a. It's a cross between. It's a tie between that. And Goldberg versus the Fiend. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, of course, an AEW match cannot show up here. Well, what about any of their women's matches? Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> um, worst feud of the year: Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman. Okay, fair, fair enough. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. It's, uh, it could have had so much potential, but they yeah. just went a weird ass route. I don't mm. know. Um, most bias uh, award? No, I'm sorry. Worst promotion <laughs> of the year: WWE. Really. <sighs> Like okay, this is obvious bias right WWE. here. Like nah, not worst. Um, what about all the other promotions out there? Like worse in what sense? Like what kind of this is just a let's shit on them because it's cool to shit on them. Sort of yeah. an award. Uh, yeah. This is the most egregious fucking uh, win right here. Best Booker. Ah, your favorite guy. 
Okay, I'm sorry, but this this is just the like. Oh my god, could you possibly uncut balls and suck a dick more? Tony Khan, best booker. Shut the fuck up. Seriously, mm. we just spent the last hour and a half. Actually, we are hitting two hours already. We just spent that amount of time talking about how AEW has been inconsistent. They haven't been paying off their storylines. There have been no real proper story like storylines getting dropped left, right, and center. And yeah. that is all a booker's decision. How can you say Tony Khan is the best booker? What kind of bullshit is this? You know, I would I would say that the best booker this past year, I would still think is New Japan's booking. Mm. Uh, Gedo. Gedo. Yeah, Gedo. Sure. Like, I can always count on New Japan, right? Okay, even if like their matches are not the most high profile or what, but you can always count on them to have logical storytelling. Right. Um, you know, like, like the booking makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like even if they take certain risks, like okay, evil was a very out of left field choice, but the way they explain it was well well explained. Mm-hmm. So I thought uh, New Japan's Gedo did a really good job this year. Yeah. Um. To be fair, okay. To be fair, who the hell are the bookers in WWE? It's a writing team. I guess yeah. if there's anybody you could pick uh, Triple H and Shawn Michaels as the bookers of NXT. Um, Bruce Vince, Pritchett, probably Bruce, for the main shows. Yeah, uh, Vince McMahon. I mean, technically it's Vince McMahon, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but to say that Tony Khan is the best booker of the year, no, that's just bias. Uh, referee Ryan agrees, says bias AF. You know what? Best booker of 2020 to me? T. What? Who? T. T? Who's Think about tea? it. Testers? Test. Oh my god. You don't get the joke. You don't get the joke. Oh! Booker T! Fuck off, bro. <laughs> the best booker of the year was Booker T. I mean, can you argue? Can you actually argue with me? He's the only booker la, that's no, a Booker T. Who else in the realm of booking pro wrestling shows have really stood out this uh, past year? Nobody. Oh my god, Booker T. I can't believe I, I, I didn't get that. It took you a while, uh, took you a while. Okay, let's move on. Promoter of the year. Wait, Tony so Khan. okay, mm. different between Booker and Promoter is a difference now. Okay, see, this one I'm not so annoyed at because Promoter of the year is someone who promotes a TV show. So he's he has a million dollar business. He managed to get TV rights and, and continue, you know, being able to run a show. So if you say Tony Khan, okay lah. You know, even though you have a shit product, I mean, okay, it's not a shit product, especially not to these uh, voters here, but uh, even though you have the product being what it is, he still managed to sell it. Mm. So if if that is the case, then I say yes. Promoter of the year, Tony so Khan, sure. he is the promoter of the year? He, that's what, he won the award as well? Yeah, he won the award. Both Booker and Promoter. Booker, no. Promoter, can argue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Promoter of the year, yeah, I guess so. Well, like who else? There's Vince McMahon, there's Triple H, and then there's Impact, ROH, there's, New, there's Japan. New Japan. Nah, yeah, I think I think AEW did a good job booking. Yeah, uh, promoting their shows. Yeah, not sure. booking, not booking. There's a huge difference promoting their shows. Yes, they leverage on their fan base. They got them hyped up. They got them to pay, but booking, no. All right, mm. let's move on. Best gimmick, Orange Cassidy. Uh, Mm, let me think. I would say Roman Reigns. Yeah, so would I. I would say somebody else, but this somebody else won worst gimmick, The, the Fiend, Fiend Bray Wyatt. Mm, the, Fiend, the Fiend maintains here. Yeah, well, here's the thing. The Fiend, at least with his gimmick, 
like you said, has maintained it, has put him at a level where he can continue. Orange Cassidy. He What's has his ceiling. Yeah, he's reached the ceiling with Chris Jericho and that's it. I mean, maybe they could have pushed him more, but AEW doesn't have the right booking. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. They have the best booker after all. Yeah, that's the problem. After He actually got like the rocket ship out of his ass, right, by winning against Chris Jericho. Yep. He should have contend for the TNT Championship already. But instead... Oh, and there you go. That's best booker of the year. <laughs> I love you. Hey, bro, Mr. Young. Mr. Young getting pissed off his ratings, bro. This is... Stop it. This is just the most tiltifyingly um, biased vote. Like, if like if, if this was in any way sub, uh, objective whatsoever, I'd be like, okay, I can buy it, you know? Mm. If this were the AEW Awards, okay, fine. But no, this is supposed to be all of pro wrestling. And this is supposed to be a guy or a group of people who are supposed to be smart. They should be in the know. They should appreciate good wrestling. Mm. Um, but yeah, anyway, let's see. Worst gimmick, best gimmick. Okay, two more. Best pro wrestling book, Young Bucks Killing the Business, blah, blah, blah. Okay, of course. Actually, I haven't read the book. I bought it like a couple of months ago. Oh, it's really? just sitting, sitting in, my, in my room. You give me the book. I want to super kick it. <laughs> Let me read it first, okay? Because mm. I fucking spent 30 plus dollars on that shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, So you have to read it first, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, even referee Ryan agrees. How the hell is the fiend the worst gimmick? Oh, there have been worse gimmicks, trust me. Hey, wait, was Lana and Lashley last year? Or was it the year before? I forgot. Nah, thank God it's 2019. So. Oh, 19, okay. Technically not the worst then. <laughs> Bro, best gimmick, hurt business. Hello? Oh, yeah. Even, okay, even revolution. No, rev, uh, Retribution. Retro revolution. Retribution at the start. Intriguing. Intriguing. But okay, I guess it wouldn't be best. But yeah, Hurt Business, that's a good one. Uh, Roman Reigns and his whole tribal chief business. That's one. Yep, head of the tribal chief. Um, even Randy Orton, you know, this year, mm-hmm. he came back, had a legend killer kind of ish gimmick. Yeah. That was dope. Yeah, it's not, it's not Orange Cassidy. If anything, most wasted boost to the top, Orange Cassidy. There you go. Maybe we should come up with our own awards. We, we had bro last year. Oh, we yeah, that's done true. 2021. That's true, that's true. Okay, and... But never mind, we'll take a break. We'll do one in 2021 if like, yeah. wrestling gets better, okay? Uh, best pro wrestling documentary, Dark Side of the Ring, Owen Hart. That one, yes. Sure. Mm, undisputed, for sure. Um. Well, then again, The Undertaker stuff. But, Ooh, that's right. But then again, you can never give credit to a WWE production if you are... Hey, you know what? Uh, I will disagree. I would say the best Dark Side of the Ring episode is actually the Chris Benoit one. Oh, okay, the, yeah. The two-parter. Because I remember when I first watched it and like all the details that came out, oh my God, I was so... I had chills, bro. You had blown away? You were blown away? Yeah, yeah. And like just the way they they laid out the story. Like it felt like, you know, those like kind of true crime drama mm. documentary. Mm. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, there you have it. That's the 2020 Wrestling Observer Awards. I know I keep doing air quotes for awards. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel anyway. I don't know about you about the <laughs> objectiveness about those awards. Uh, we, I think, I think he today will come with our own uh, awards yeah. uh, ceremony. I'm, I'm just kind of 2021. I'm, yeah, I'm just kind of sad that there is this like huge divide where you have to be a fan of a certain product and shit on everything else. Like, mm. why can't we? try to watch everything and, you know, appreciate it for what it is. Like, this is so obviously a very biased award. Okay, I'm going to play Devil's Advocate and by that same token, 
I I'm trying to appreciate AEW for what it is, you know. A like I show? I'm trying not to shit on them because like you know me, I always give props where yeah, yeah. credit where it's due. If yeah. it's good, I would say it's good. Mm. So um, but on the basis of these awards, I'm just saying that it is not fully representative of wrestling in 2020. No, it is not. And to be fair, wrestling in 2020 was rough because there was a lot of pivoting. People needed to figure out what the hell. I mean, people were getting sick and uh, yeah. getting ill, getting, you know, uh, their jobs affected. So I don't think that they had a lot of, like, emphasis on, like, oh, let's book properly. No, there were yeah. a lot of other things to think about. Yeah, that's for sure. So, you know, if nothing else, we hope wrestling gets better this year. Mm. Um, it seems like WrestleMania is going to have a crowd. Yeah. So that's always a great thing. Well, I to me, when you look at the current products right now, at least WWE has like a proper, you can see the trajectory, like where they're going with storyline, stuff like that, and a lot of swerves here and there. Whereas with AEW, it still seems like a, just this mess. And mm. I, I feel like they're trying to recreate the chaos of the Attitude Era. But on the same token as well, the chaos of the Attitude Era still had like a, a thread running through it. You mm. know what I mean? There's still, okay, Austin is on top. The Rock is bubbling under. Triple H is there. You know, there was still like a, you know who or what is going, like somebody has a vision. You know what? It, okay, this feels like I'm going to go full nerd here right now. It, the difference is WWE is like Marvel and mm. um, AEW is like DC. Like about movie, the films, with, la, the yeah, films. with their movies. DC is yeah. like uh, one film here, one film there. We try to put it all together, but it's all failing because there is not one person sort of driving the ship. Whereas yeah. on the Marvel slash Disney side of it, you have Kevin Feige, who is the head of Marvel Studios. Like he oversees everything so that there is sort of like a... Uh, the continuity all throughout the product. Even if one sucks, at least there's still continuity. For better or for worse, at least Vince McMahon is the only one running mm. the show, like the final decision maker. Yeah. That at least keeps the product consistent. Yeah. Yeah, if it sucks, it sucks. But like, you cannot say that WWE has deviated from their formula. Yeah. You know what I mean? And actually, right, even if they deviate, right, it's so rare that it actually becomes like a very cool monumental thing yep. when it happens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, I guess But, I guess the uh, the lesson that can be learned here if you before we wrap things up right is that sometimes placating to your fans can be a big issue because at the end of the day right wrestling fans like every other fan base are fickle. One day mm. they might like this guy, next day they might like, not like that guy. It's not up to you, and it's not up to the fans to dictate. Yes, yes, the fans might dictate and give reference of who they like and that kind of stuff. Mm. But it's still up to you to tell the stories and then we're supposed to react accordingly. Now, I mean, okay, for example, uh, if I watch WandaVision, right, <laughs> then I don't like that, for example... Hey, um, don't, no spoiler, no spoilers. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to spoil, but I'm just saying, <laughs> I don't like that 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 uh, this storyline with Vision, like Vision had to die. Yeah. Uh, why why Vision <laughs> die? Oh, okay, now nah, everyone knows that already. He died in Fuck, the bro, that, was, that, was, that was known two years ago in Infinity <laughs> War, bro. Okay. okay, for example, like, Like, okay, for example, Vision died. Vision mm. got snapped. Why is Vision got snapped? He's a, such a powerful, he's a, one of the most powerful characters, you mm. know, the whole of the universe, blah, 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 blah. And then everyone, like, and then Kevin Feige is like, oh, shit, shit, shit. I have to placate my fans. Okay, for, for, for. Vision never died. Never Bring mind. him back. Well, I mean... Yeah, next, next, next movie, a bullshit way of bringing him back, like, that, that doesn't even make sense, but he's still part of the yeah. people that got unsnapped. Well, I mean, that was the big criticism about the last Star Wars movie. Right? Like, they tried so hard to placate the fans that it, they made a shit movie. Yeah. Like, for example, right? Your first Force Awakens, 
placate the fans too yeah. retro but then the criticism was what why are you all retreading on the past yeah. why are you relying on nostalgia you should move forward mm. well, last Jedi not only did they move forward they went 300 steps in the wrong direction <laughs> and then like you know what I mean and then, every, then, then like some people say it was really really bold you know yeah, they, yeah. they really want to like circumvent the fans you know like uh, manage expectation blah 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 and then like the people were like wow you just fucked up the entire uh, <laughs> Star Wars universe for us like this is terrible blah 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 and then now then yeah you're right they try to play the fans so much in the, the final movie yeah that Be- it just became a jumbled mess yeah so i guess at the end of the day you still have to stick to your guns tell the stories yeah. the veterans need to tell you see because fans will always have something to say we yeah. we and i'm looking at us so we are guilty of this we think we know better we yeah. think we know but sometimes we don't and that's you know, the thing that fans need to understand sometimes we don't know better Sometimes we just need to let the story play out and, you know, if it works, we react to it. If it doesn't work, we uh, don't react to it. It's that, That's why I think that AEW is in this weird spot of they are trying too hard to listen to their fans. And then, like, you know, uh, it, it's like this b- boys club. Lah. Like, oh, I hire all my friends and now they have a bloated roster and, like, everybody and their mother is on the show. You know, let, 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 let's just end this by saying, right, how I know that AEW started listening to their fans to like in a bad way. Mm. The moment they deviated from their initial premise, uh, a sports-like presentation. Sports-like and presentation. You, and you know what? When mm. they first came out and they were hyping like that, actually all of us were curious. Yeah. We wanted to see how this sports-like league point system kind of deal is going to happen. And even if the with, with all the criticism, even if they had stick to their guns after one year, people couldn't say like, oh, they all just chop and change chapala and they become a wrestling <laughs> circus show right. at the end of one year. They would have said, okay, you know what? This is their thing. It's not. It might not be for everyone, mm-hmm. but this is how we are going to go. Like, And it works for certain promotions, man. Like yeah. New Japan, until now, G1 Still. Climax, how many years really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but now, now what we have is a freaking circus. AW yeah. is a circus. And if you like that kind of stuff, that's great, but don't come and try to tell us, oh, yeah, we yeah. are uh, the alternative. No, you're doing the same shit. Uh, yeah, bef- uh, before we wrap up, right, there's, actually, there's one piece of news that some people have been asking me f- for us to comment on. Okay. And I, I, I'm not sure whether you're, you know about this, but apparently, New Japan is uh, unifying both their heavyweight and uh, intercontinental title into one belt. Yes, yes, yes. So they're uh, going to retire the current designs for both okay. belts, which apparently has uh, causes, caused an uproar in a New Japan fan base as well. Well, I mean, to be fair, that belt is beautiful. It's one of the most beautiful. Actually, if you look at all the belts, like it's very similar to the old World Heavyweight, the WCW title, in mm-hmm. that, 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 that style, that big goal. I'm, yeah, I actually do kind of miss that big goal. So, yeah. um, um, it's, it, the reasoning behind this, apparently, like they explain, is that the Intercontinental title has reached such a similar level of prestige as oh. the heavyweight championship. So that's how they try to explain it. Huh? That they find that there's no reason to separate the two mm-hmm. and they just combine and they just start a new uh, linear, um, um, you know, linearship lah, of yeah. the title. I'm, what do you think about that? I, I don't hate it, but of course, that's just bad for the mid-carders. Lah. Because at the end of the day, that's what an IC or US or you know a mid card belt is for, right? Mm-hmm. It's to give the mid yeah. carders. But if their idea is that oh our mid carders are actually so good, they also contend for the championship, then sure, fine. 
Do they have other titles? I'm sure they have other titles yeah, as well. Yeah, they do. Okay, but if if the IC is out of the picture, the one that will raise in profile will be the US Heavyweight Championship. And also, not forgetting the Never Openweight Championship. So the mm. Never Openweight Championship is a very interesting championship because um they are it was initially created, right, for those um people who are technically... It's a mid-cut championship. Hmm. It was their version of like, uh, okay, this guy is not in the heavyweight picture. Yep. Uh, then put them in the never open weight championship. Hmm. So it's almost like their European title, their TV title. It's like the third tier, yeah. you know? Okay, la. so obviously they have an issue with too many belts. So it makes sense that they just remove one. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think if there's any sort of explanation, that explanation that they gave was a very good one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, you know, uh, and I hope that WWE does the same shit lah with their title. <laughs> ah, really? No lah, no, no, no. You still need a mid card. You need a, a, you know, maybe not two tag team titles. If the Universal Championship, they fucking change the design, make it look super regal and royal, yeah, like the big gold belt. Then I think I can accept the Universal Championship as a deep, separate championship. Mm. You're not feeling the blue, huh? Bro, fucking red, <laughs> blue. Next thing, what? Purple. No, then, I, then become Jeff Hardy title. No, you need an NXT guy to win it, bring it to NXT and then become gold. Ah, that's mm. how you do it, bro. Finn, Finn Balor. Uh, early early uh, WrestleMania predictions. Uh, this is what I want to happen. Okay. I want Finn Balor to defend his NXT championship at the main show of WrestleMania. I think they should. Like, it, it only makes sense. And yeah. because they have two days as well. so. And against who? My smart money is on Adam Cole. Ooh, baby. Because I want Adam Cole. Okay, Adam Cole, I think, is one of the most popular NXT superstars, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, in history, right? Throughout their whole promotions history. And I think he, of all people, deserves to have that WrestleMania moment. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm glad that we are wrapping up on a high note, as in, you know, <laughs> pro- uh, proper good wrestling. No, I'm, yes. uh, I'm kidding. It's <laughs> just a bitch thing to say. So, just yeah. one more um, reminder of how... AW's website looks like uh, a twelve-year-old. <laughs> Why did you have a reminder, bro? Look, look at this bullshit. And once again, the Casino Tag Team Royal. There you go. Do, do they don't even have a person to double check that shit. Oh my god. Okay, I hope, I hope, I hope whoever that is still listening to, to the podcast is on the stream. Uh, you guys, I hope you enjoyed like our almost two and a half hour. Uh, bitch fest <laughs> <laughs> EW yo uh, yeah man thanks for hanging out as always um, if you're listening to the podcast on Spotify on Apple Podcast right now thank you for that as well as always our DMs are open for you to slide in if you want to ask us any questions get our feedback whatever or you have feedback for us please let us know in the meantime of course next week we'll come back and do a review of AEW Revolution the, uh, yes, correct. Definitely need to catch that barbed wire, explosive, whatever ring match. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also, uh, obviously, Fastlane is coming up, but mm. Fastlane is about three weeks away. I think it's the end of uh, March. Yep. So we still have some time, uh, you know, to have like a, a in-between uh, episode. Yeah. So who yeah. knows? We might get an interview. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we might do a watch along. Mm-hmm. So let us know what you all, you all want us to do. If not, uh, we, we might have a few things up our sleeves. Oh, we always have things up our sleeves. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, as always, thank you so much for keeping us company. We appreciate it. And hey, we'll catch you again next week, all right? In the meantime, though, hey, it is Mr. Young. And it's foreign in the building. Happy Revolution Day. My whole... Fuck. <laughs>